Oh my I mean, it, honestly, it looks like an eight scale buggy with. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Is that is that politically correct? I don't no. know. It's just what I mean is it. It's clearly an eight scale buggy, but you can just tell that something's off. I do like some of the features. You see what I mean? No offense. <laughs> I guess it's too late for that, but yeah, I'll I'll, um, I'll be bleeping that out. Um... <laughs> Nitro is the glory. Welcome to the No Name RC Podcast with your hosts tonight, Keenan White, aka Lefty the Great, and if you are unlucky, the Finnish village idiot, JQ. This is the RC Podcast with no name, but plenty of content. So sit back, relax, and get ready for some serious bench racing. Yes, indeed. Nitro is the glory, but e-buggy pays the bills. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode number 86 of the No Name RC podcast. I'm your host, Keenan White, a.k.a. Lefty the Great. And joining me for, is my co-host, my side, Biatch, my favorite pain in the arse, Robo Q, Beaker Q, Joseph Quagrain. What's up, buddy? What's up? I wish you would... Just stay closer to the mic because I hear you every time you grab. You must grab the mic every time you do that, right? I unmute myself. Uh, stop muting yourself. Stop doing stuff and pay attention. Um, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to, uh, like I said, this is episode 86. Joseph, we're closing on 100 here. 14 episodes away. We'll be there soon. We're, we're pushing them out. Is that this year still? No. Yeah. No, no. In all time, we'll be we're coming up on our two year anniversary. No, I know, too. but will it be this year? I was saying, no. Yeah, of course, it's gonna be this year, right at the end. No, maybe before before that. If because remember the, um, I'm doing sometimes I'm doing two a week now as well with the uh, with the Collins. There was no Collins this week. Um, was I've been busy, 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 busy. Nick's been busy, so it's the Collins will probably be three times a month at most so but probably should have because you know we had the the driven premiere which we're going to get into but uh we will be back hopefully next week with call-ins maybe joseph you should join the call-ins it's been a while since you've been on yeah maybe yeah maybe we do that next you guys think i think nick is going to wyoming to a race so good stuff uh what's up shout out to all the nen and rc squad from around the world uh thank you guys for all the love none of this is possible without you guys hashtag nnrc thank you for all the support shout out to all of our patrons on patreon you guys are helping keep these bills paid i greatly appreciate that if you wish to become a patron of the podcast you can go ahead and go to uh patreon.com forward slash nnrc or something i you know i never get that address right i should probably have it up in front of me but it is always in the written description of the podcast and and on my post so you know, every little bit helps, man. And, you know, we're, we're trying to do big things here at the No Name RC Podcast. Racing starting up. Hopefully we can travel and do some more coverage of racing when, um, when everything goes back to normal and I can travel freely. So that all helps towards that. Shout out to all of the companies, man, that support us and advertise on this podcast. Uh, big help. Can't do it without these guys. If, you know, shout out to RCMX Online, Techno RC, JQ Racing, obviously, you know, shout out to all my JQ Racing peeps around the world. Um, Beach RC, uh, Papa Billy's Traction Tonic, 
Oh man, um, Papa. Oh, shit, I said Papa. Sorry, I'm repeating myself. Um, Manscaped, Manscaped has come on again, and it looks like we signed. We're going to be on for a little while, so that's good to see about that. At least to the end of the year, I'm happy about that. Uh, shout out to Rob's Oil for all your AMS Oil products. Uh, you know, Rob's talking to Rob the other day. He's super happy. He really enjoyed the stories with Adam Lewis. Uh, two episodes ago, or last episode, episode no, two episodes ago. Uh, shout out to JQ Threads. I see that's going, Joseph. Booming pretty good. Lots of people buying the uh, the t-shirts and hats. And uh, sold any motocross gear yet? Yeah, we've sold some gear. Oh, that's awesome. JQ Threads, not just a clothing company, providing people with opportunities. Are you living your dream? And shout out to my buddy, who my co-host on the NNRC Hotline, brought to you by Techno. Wally Builds, what's up, Nick Watlett? Thank you for all your time, and thank you to everybody that calls in and does that. Thank you to all these awesome companies. Thank you to everybody. If you are a company or a small business or a race or anything, a track, and you guys think that this platform is great for advertising your business, uh, just hit me up. We got uh, tiers to fit everybody, and we're always looking to promote small businesses here on RC, on the NNRC. So, Joseph, big week this week. Big week uh, for RCGP. Driven has finally been released. Super happy about that. It was um, obviously I had seen it. We talked briefly about it the other day. Um, the guest this week is actually Matt. I had him on. I talked to him. It was a really in-depth conversation. I haven't, uh, I spoke to, you know, Matt was on the RCGP podcast before this all started. So it was good to talk to him and pick his brain about after everything's said and done. And I would like to say that I think Driven was well received but also it amazes me that some people still don't even know that it exists so um that means we have to keep the people that like driven sure that shit man sure the shit out of that like sure it everywhere you can you know because we need that to go viral um but i would say the reception that i saw was mostly i would say 99.9 percent .9 positive so congratulations to all involved. Congratulations to Matt. Congratulations to David, you, everybody that put time into this, all the companies, uh, manufacturers that jumped on board. Uh, I, and everybody's like, when is episode two coming? So Matt talked about that as well in the podcast today. So, you know, Joseph, congratulations to you. Finally, if I think this is the culmination of many years work, not just one year, many years work coming out and it wasn't perfect but it was great. And like the first race in the Philippines, it wasn't perfect. And we didn't know what they didn't know what she was doing and nobody knew what they're doing. The, uh, I think the series and the each episode will get better as it goes on. Yeah. So. I, it was overwhelmingly positive. The reception. Uh, I, I only have one comment really. The track walk podcast. They, they talked about it. I got sent the link. So I listened and, uh, I just had one, one point of contention, like all, all the other sort of feedback about storyline or this or that. Uh, yeah, I, I can see that. I understand. I accept that. It's like with anything creative, you, you can have different opinions. But this one thing I just can't accept, and that, that was the fact that they were saying that, that the driven series, it's like the, that Formula One drive to survive. It's only good for people all that already in the know. It's only so the Formula One thing was only good for people already following Formula One. 
and uh, this driven is only good for people already in RC. And I completely disagree with that. And in fact, I, I'm just going to throw this out there. I hope they listen to this and next podcast. I want them to explain how you make a video or a video series from a race series like this. How do you make it so that it caters to and interests people who don't know anything about RC? I'm really curious to hear their opinions because, yeah, I just, I disagree with the notion that, that it's only good for people in RC. And the, the reason I say that is I haven't watched Formula One for ages. I just find it boring. But then last year, well, no, was it? 2018, um, well, whenever it was, the first season of uh, Drive to Survive, I watched it on Netflix, and I had no, like Haas, I'd never even heard about Haas, right? the team. Gunther Steiner, no idea who that guy is, right? They introduce him, and I'm like, this guy, I like this guy, you know? I, I didn't know who it was, but they introduced him. Bit by bit, I got to know what kind of guy it is. And then I just thought it was funny and it was awesome. So since then, I kind of follow Haas a bit. I kind of support Haas because of him. And I was introduced to him through that series. And I even started following Formula One a bit because of that series, because of the people that I was introduced with and I knew what was going on with the different teams. And so I kind of got interested in Formula One and started following it because of that. So when they were saying like people don't know, uh, people don't know who Scotty Ernst is, like he's the best announcer. No one's, well, only people in RC will know that. Well, yeah, no shit. Well, isn't the whole point to introduce all these different people? Scotty Ernst, he's the best announcer in RC. Okay, no one, someone who doesn't know anything about RC, now they know that. So, so they now they know Scotty Ernst is respected in the industry, good announcer. Okay, Mao, okay, he's a referee. Okay, JQ, this JQ guy, he seems to be a controversial figure. People don't like him for some reason. Uh, yet he's like, do it, he's involved in this series. Like, they get these small pieces of information. The most important things about each character, they learn that. That's the whole point. So I fail to see how they think it's not good for someone who doesn't know anything about RC. And I, like I said, I hope they explain next episode how they would make it because. I honestly, I don't understand. Well, I listen to Trackwalk. I actually subscribe to their Patreon, and um, they're they are supporters of of RCGP. Let's get that out there. Everybody has their opinions. Colin actually went to went to the USA Ron. He enjoyed it. He he loved it. Um, I got a lot of their points as well. I kind of was thinking, uh, and I, I expressed this to to David. I expressed it to Matt. We need to, I do agree. We need to figure out, we need to explain why RCGP was, needs to be, was, was founded and needed to be made and what is not needs to change in RC. We don't need, like, we don't need a video. We don't need another series talking about how to buy a, a used car and glue tires and all that type of stuff. We need something that slaps people in their face and like, Hey, this is what I said this with Matt. I'm just repeat myself. This is what we do. We race RC cars. There's people doing it professionally. There's drama involved. There's this. There's everything involved. Boom. This is what we do. You can do it too. Maybe not at this level, but you can do it. And that's what this is all about. Getting what, because 
we say this every time in this podcast. Nobody knows what we're doing. We need to, how do we introduce it? It's what, just showing guys going around a track, which we like because we're RC enthusiasts and we love racing and we know what's going on. That shit is boring. That's why people click on, oh, that's fun. That's nice. And go and go and move on five minutes later. So you see my point, like, yeah, I, I understand that point. I, it introduced some different people, different teams and showed some racing. And uh, if you don't, if you've never seen RC before and you watch that, you will learn that, okay, so there, there's paid professional drivers that race RC cars around the world. Coverage looks like any other motorsport. The drama and everything is like any other motorsport. They take it seriously. This, like, that's kind of what you learn. That's what you see. So I just don't understand how that wouldn't be a good approach for someone who doesn't, hasn't seen RC before. What do you think? Well, I, I, I kind of, I understood all their points, what Travis, what Travis was saying. And what I liked at the end was both of them, because they haven't been racing nitro. Both of them said, I'm ready to go race nitro again. And that's good to hear as well. If that encourages people who weren't racing. If, nitro you, cars, if you understand, then explain to me how, how would, how should it have been different? Well, I think so I don't, that, I don't know how we would do it different because I know what RCGP is all about. I don't want to, I mean, maybe we can, I think maybe put some some spotlight on the RC2 like the RC2 this these oh, are fuck. I'm going to get off this fucking podcast if we start with that. Oh, uh, well, I just made it even worse. That's just my opinion. It's it's and my opinion. Been, we have lots of opinions that? on What's lots of things, Joseph. What's that? That's the stepping stone to RCGP, is it not? Okay. All right. Just a little focus, just oh, a little bit. Okay. Like there are regular people doing this too. You know, not just superstars. That's I think that's a good, it's not a look at you're disengaged completely from me. ADD, ADHD is kicked in, autism, everything. Boop, you said something I don't like. I'm not listening no, to you said, no more. I'm, I have a very low to tolerance for stupidity. <laughs> um, I don't know what they want, but maybe they can answer. Yeah, exactly. Um, maybe they can clear that up. I'd yeah. be really interested to hear. I would, I would, I, I think somebody should go on the podcast and talk about it with them, actually. So, but hey. Everybody is entitled to their opinion. Maybe I think maybe they should watch it. Maybe Travis should watch it again because I think Colin really liked it. You know what I mean? But um, yeah, it is what it is, man. I'm I'm sure people don't agree with everything we we ramble on about on this podcast either. So such is life. Great, great premier. It, I think it should be bigger. Seems like all the news outlets shared it. Besides one, I'm not going to say who. I know all the news outlets. Got who? the why wouldn't you the say information, who? huh? Why wouldn't you say who? Well, I'm not gonna say I've live RC hasn't shared it yet, and I know they got the email, and I don't know why they haven't shared it yet. I don't, so, I don't know. I mean, they share my podcast when I send them and all these other people's podcasts, but this is news. This isn't about I, I understand that RC Racing TV is their rival. But RC Racing TV isn't a news website and all that type of stuff. People don't go to RC Racing TV to get news. They go to live RC. So this is a thing in RC. Why not share it? So I don't know. And I know they got the email. For sure. Neo Buggy shared it. And obviously Circus RC shared it. And yeah, but do we, it's all right. I mean, it would just boost. It would help. It's all about, but you know, whatever the powers to be don't want it there. So it's not going to be there. Simple as that. And I have, that's nothing. That's their decision to, that's their choice to do that. I don't have anything. 
I don't really, I don't really care because people just, the people share it, just share it everybody and make it go viral and get ready for episode two. Yeah. And, I want to see episode two actually. <laughs> yeah. I, um, cook up. yeah. And I, and, um, I can't wait for the second season in 2021. Um, you showed me something yesterday and it's badass and, uh, I can't wait to that's launched too. So good stuff, man. Uh, good stuff. Good stuff. Um, all right, enough about RCGP. Uh, if you guys want to, I'll, I'll prompt, uh, go check out Track Walk. They, I think they dropped today. You can listen to what they had to say as well about it. Shout out. I want to, and they're my friends. Shout out to Travis and Colin. So, you know what, Joseph? We have a little bit of news to talk about. We have some some car releases. We have a poll that I want to talk about um, that I found pretty interesting. But you know what, Joseph? You know what? I decided that um, I'm going to treat you to something. So, as you know, this podcast, this part of the podcast is brought to us by Manscaped.com. You know, Manscaped is the the latest, Manscaped is the latest thing for us guys. Like, you know, we always thought women were all about, you know, body, like shaving and doing all that type of stuff. But men need to get into that too. You know what I mean? So I know up there in Finland, you ain't got much going on and whatnot like that there. So I actually went to www.manscaped.com, used my own promo code of the no name in all caps and ordered you. A lawnmower 3.0, so you can cut through the cut through the jungle and find your manhood. Because I could imagine if the way your hair is looking down below is gotta be super Afrolistic, like you know what I mean, just bush everywhere. They so ship to go. Finland. Uh well, I gotta ship it to uh, I'll ship it to somebody in the states, and then they'll ship it over to you in um in Finland. But I think they have a European store as well. I know some people in the UK have bought some of these so nice. uh, i appreciate manscape coming on and being a part of this podcast i really appreciate i really enjoy the ad reads i think they're funny How much are basically they? Huh, um i don't have the website up but it's a kit it's a little kit you buy and i got you that little kit with boxers and a shirt bowl lotion bowl moisturizer don't please don't apply too much of it you might get excited and um you know and you can you ain't got nobody to help you shorn your Shorn yourself. So you're going to have to do it. And just, you know, don't, you, with this, you don't have to worry about nicking your nuts. You know, I don't know if you have a shave down there before, but it's, it's definitely something you don't want to do. But for you, it doesn't matter because you ain't got no, no action coming your way. So if you do nick your nuts, you, being out of action for two weeks doesn't really matter to you. That's uh, normal. So there you go. But you won't because with the lawnmower 3.0, you won't. So if anybody wants to go and purchase one of these lawnmower 3.0 kits and, Get this little um, manscaping kit that they have a, uh, up for, for men and for women too. Uh, you can go to www.manscaped.com. Use the promo code NONAME in all caps and you will save 20% off your order. And thank you to Manscaped for bringing us the NNRC news. So Joseph, just three things I want to talk about this week. Speaking of live RC, they put up a really great poll this Monday. Very, and this is something that we talk about a lot. At large national events, would you prefer one, a higher entry fee with less overall entries and more a more relaxed program? They kind of should have put this better. Or two. You know, I saw this poll, you know what I was thinking? It's like that butterfly ballot when people voted for uh, some other guy when they were trying to vote for Al Gore or something. 
you, you remember that thing. So no, I don't. I don't pay attention. Anyway, one one U.S. presidential election, the ballot was made in a way where people thought they were voting for a candidate, but they were actually voting for someone else. It was like very obvious. It was in Florida, I think. Anyway, oh, okay. I'm pretty sure this is the same thing. I saw the results. I'm like, there is no way. <laughs> well, they should have put it better. They, they should have put a more relaxed program with more runtime running less classes. That's what they should have put. I know. But no, yes, they put... I, I know that there has to be some misunderstanding there. People aren't understand. I, mm -hmm. I swear, like you said, people didn't understand the point that they get more runtime. Right. They, so, they thought, oh, just a shorter day, but they do the same thing kind of thing. Like, right. Yeah. Well, people commented on my Facebook because I posted it up and it was a big, long, and one guy's like, we need lower, lower, lower fees and all this type of stuff. I said, but okay. I, and I, I, and we come to this all the time and, and people, and people don't understand it till you actually do it and they do it and they see it and they know it and it's in their face and they're crying to you. I get just too much runtime. I think, you know, thinking much. about it now, I think how people interpreted the Live RC poll was, do you want shorter days or do right. you want lower entry fees? Right. That's what it looks like. That's too. what I think people thought. Because it's at 5248 right now. Do you want more track time, more racing uh, for, for uh, a more expensive entry fee? Or do you want less track time, less racing for a lower entropy, basically? Yeah. I, I, <laughs> you know what? I'm going to even say, I didn't even read it properly. I just read, oh, yeah. You, you know, my mind clicked higher entry fee with less entries means more runtime with one, one class. Neobug is a great example. DXR, RCGP, every race in Europe that they race. The Nationals is a great, a great example of that. The world's even to an extent. Um, they, need, they need to redo that poll, seriously. Yeah. What but was the so result? But here's the thing, like, and people just don't get it. Like, why? Well, like, I don't know. I don't really focus on 10 scale. I don't, you know, 10 scale is 10 scale. I, I wouldn't claim to know much about that. It's five minute races. That's it. You know, that's what you get. But in eight scale, you know, you get your qualifiers, you get, but when I mean quality time, I'm not talking about waiting in line for 45 minutes to get up there and practice for five minutes and doing it all over again, all night long. That's cool. I understand that. People enjoy that. Talking about proper time practice where you know you can go see your times after, know what you've done on the track, you know, rounds of practice, then qualifying, then actual racing time and all that type of stuff. I'm sorry. Like, I, like, all right, so the RCGP, 125 bucks. People pissed. I remember people pissed and moaned about that, but they would gladly pay $90 an entry and pay for two or three entries, which is more money. And still like their mind doesn't click. I need to, I need to run time. And I'm like, but you don't, that's so much more expensive. Like, you know what I mean? Number one is more expensive than entry fees and number and just parts and tires and shit, like and time being at the track. So I'm just, I just think people just don't understand this. Well, and this is, it's like this George is Carlin said, you know, you know how stupid the average person is. Just your average everyday person. Like they don't get those kind of things, right? Mm -hmm. Just an average human being, right? Half of the people are even dumber than that. <laughs> Remember well, that. Well, uh, this is, it's a, it's, it's a great 
talking point, but it should have been worded differently as well. Increase price, increase interest. I'm sorry. At any day, I would rather pay for one. I would rather go and race one class and get as much runtime as I can and just use tires for that and, and parts for that. But see, I also understand the other the other side of this, the flip side of this, the more classes you run, the more chance you have of bringing home some hardware or making the A main. So that's what people want to. They know if they only run one class, they can they their chances of making that final and getting their little plaque is way is just been, you know, so far down the line. It's it's crazy. But in America, it kind of makes sense also. If you're in a lower main at some of these races, you have a six minute main at four AM. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> Seriously. Well, not, not all races like that, but no, yeah. But I know. You, you get the idea. Like even DNC, you might have like a six minute race at 7 a.m. It's like, what? I think all the, no, sucks. I believe all the DNC races are 10 minutes, I think. I could be wrong. I, I, I can't remember. But yeah, nobody wants to be. I always say when I go to DNC, I, I go to PNB, I enjoy watching and being there, but I'm glad I'm not racing. Uh, I'm glad I'm not. Mind you, I did have fun at uh, AMS when I went and raced. So but I was a little less, not as many entries, not as long days. It was good. That race is coming up here soon. Speaking of races with different formats and all that stuff, this is a great segue to pay some bills. And, and this race, actually, their point is about getting more run time. So here we have, you know, the summer sizzler coming up on Labor Day. Are you tired of running laps against a clock? Are you tired of qualifying all weekend for a short little main event and cardboard trophies? Well, you better start packing because your summer is about to sizzle. Scale Racing Sports and BeachRC.com present the newest off-road indoor arena racing event on the East Coast, the Summer Sizzler. Summer Sizzler. If you run 1-8 scale nitro, 1-8 scale e-cars, or 1-5 scale gas, grab a buddy, pack that shit up, and let's go racing. At the Summer Sizzler, we race heads up all the time. A full day of practice, three 10-minute qualifying races, plus a last-chance qualifier, 30-minute main events for all adult classes, and really cool trophies. Whether you're new to racing or a seasoned pro, register now at rcsignup.com or on-site. Trackside Hobby Shop support from Beach Hobbies, free parking, free camping, free indoor pit area, and the largest driver stand and pit road you've ever seen. For more information, follow, like, and share us on Facebook at Scale Racing Sports. The Summer Sizzler, Labor Day weekend, September 4th, 5th, and 6th, Apex Arena, Withville, Virginia. The Summer Sizzler. Grip it. And rip it. And rip it. Yeah, so if you're not doing nothing Labor Day, go up to Virginia and race at the in the in the Summer Sizzler. It's pretty well located this arena. Uh talking to the owner of the race and everything. Hotels are close by, food, everything's close by. It's a great location for racing. So and you just heard you get 10 minute qualifying races, 30 minute mains, everybody's getting 30 minute mains in the adult classes. We're talking about runtime, and that's a multiple class race. But you know, 
such is good, such is life. All right, Joseph. Um, some other news. Are you there? Did you mute me again? But I didn't hear the ad, so I don't know if I was supposed to. Uh, okay. Well, you've heard it before. You you weren't paying attention then because I played it. Um, so two releases this week that took uh piqued my interest. Uh, Losi has released their finally released their next generation Truggy. It's been a long time because the eight X has been out for what two years now, just more than two years. Well, yeah, two years. They kind of released it. 2018 at the nationals i remember everyone was walking around in the x shirts and all that stuff and then it was like it just went underground after that they have released the new tlr 8 xt and xte next generation truggy uh basically it says the 8 xt xt next gen suspension geometry has been completely revamped making a truck that is fast nimble and easy to drive this includes a myriad or myriad of updates, including wider front pivot with less scrub radius, narrow rear pivot, longer front and rear arms, and updated offset. Everybody is going to that narrow rear pivot, Joseph. Well, who did you say did this? This is Losi, TLR. Pay attention. Come on, focus. Focus oh, here. They they released a new car or something? They released Truggies. They're Truggy. Oh. Okay. Yeah, narrow <laughs> rear pivot. Wow. I swear I said this on a Facebook Live somewhere. You did. I think it was when I was driving all the different cars. I think you, I, yes. Kyosho Associated. You said that you thought that Techno cars. was going to come out with a very narrow pivot or something like that. I, I said that the trend will be that people mm-hmm. will go away from these wide pivots and go to narrow pivots because they work better. No. Sure. You were right. Just the, the TLR 8 scale, is that still pretty wide? I don't know. You. I mean 8 you scale. Would have to, I don't know. I don't know anything about it. They did release a new version of it, so maybe it isn't anymore. Yeah. But this is... The TLR guys, TLR guys have been waiting for this truggy. Fen's been running with it. And, uh, yeah. He almost won Silver State till he broke. And, uh, yeah, well, Fen can win with anything if he finishes. Gotta get Fen on this podcast, too. So, the other release this week, which generated some buzz, especially on the NNRC Facebook page. If you guys haven't been there, check it out. NNRC Facebook page. Go give us a like and a share. Also on IG. Look us up on the No Name RC podcast. The IGT8 buggy finally dropped. Now, I saw this buggy when we went to Fall Brawl 2017. Guys were testing the prototypes there. The Florida guys. John Bartelstan and Sebastian Vassan and those guys, they were testing. They had red shock towers. I remember it was the shock towers breaking. So this is dropped. Okay, so let's 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 back up a little bit. This is based off a Hong Noor car, the latest Hong Noor edition. But IGT8 has been killing it in the eight scale GP onroad scene. This is this is it's based off their onroad car a, a lot. Their onroad GP car, which is based off eight scale buggy chassis, 
has been killing it in that genre of RC. And we're talking about going up against Serpent, um, I believe Mugen. I don't know if X-Ray has one. I believe X-Ray, yeah, X-Ray has one. Um, J, the, the guy who runs JQ in, uh, is it, where is he in Czechoslovakia? I think he is. Czechoslovakia doesn't uh, exist anymore, Kanan. Okay, well, whatever, the Slovakia, wherever he lives. What he's country in, does uh, No, I forgot because he, he's in Croatia. Yes, you know why Czechoslovakia was on my name? Because I was watching this uh, most wanted FBI thing yesterday and Czechoslovakia kept coming up with this guy who was there. So um, Dennis has a JQ1. I know Will Smith and those guys have uh, made their JQs into uh, into GPs as well. But um, yeah, it's a big class. I've, I've driven them. I have one here. I have a Mugen one. I haven't put it together but it's a big class so this is based off this and it's been being developed but for a long long time um i believe paul his name paulo margona i believe he's peruvian but he lives in like he's a peruvian american or something but he's really big in the in this in that scene and just looking at some of the features of you know of course i posted this up and people were hating on it and some people were glad to see it i mean obviously we have another buggy to contend with an already saturated eight scale market. But I was looking something here that really caught my eye. They have something called the STFS rear shock tower flex system. And it looks like it's two shock towers with some sort of material between them. It is odd. So I guess they have flexible, really flexible. I was just shock looking at what bullshit is this. <laughs> Did you honest. see that? <laughs> what is that? I don't know. It looks like cheese. So it looks like they have a, a cheese sandwich <laughs> rear shock tower, basically. I, I, mean, I don't it might know. Work. But whoever made this website should be fired. Actually, I don't think fired. They should just be taken outside behind the office and shot in the back of the head. I'm sure many people would like to do that to you. <laughs> yeah, but you can't make a website and stretch the images. You can't like horizontally stretch the images. Like it, no. Wow, but the burger sticks on. That, or then they just use some weird lens for the I don't know, but. Look at this burger. It sticks out a lot of the top center diff thing or cover. I just saw that. That's unusual. I've never seen that. Hmm, that doesn't. That looks like it can get stopped. So a rock or something gets in there. Where on the inside? That's not gonna do it. Yeah, it's gonna just gonna throw a lot of dirt on the air filter. That's that's about it. That too. Well, maybe get. But uh, they do have the adjustable. Uh, so this is like front. a home nor. It's based loose. Yeah, I think it's based and produced in the actual Hongnor factory. And those look like, they look like JQ yellow front arms. Almost. I mean, honestly, it looks like an eight scale buggy with. Oh my God. <laughs> is that, is that politically correct? I don't no. know. It's just, what I mean is it, it's clearly an eight scale buggy, but you can just tell that something's off. I do like some of the features. You see what I mean? No offense. <laughs> I guess it's too late for that, but yeah, I'll, I'll, um, I'll be bleeping that out. Um, 
<laughs> I did like the fact that they have adjustable front caster with pills. That's yeah, good. But where are I those like pictures? That. I don't know. I, Scott showed those to us, and I haven't been able to find them since. Jesus Christ. 13 bevel, 13, 42, so it's... Rear width, 3 or 3. Why would it be so narrow? Wow. It's crazy. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Let's see what happens with this car. I wonder who they're going to have uh, running this car. I'll tell you what I happens. know. Nothing. Okay. <laughs> it's not going anywhere. They'll have some in Florida. You, That's it. You, year of little faith. <laughs> Nothing. I'm just telling you. That's what's going to Agama. More established. Looks healthier in many ways. What, what have they done? JQ Racing, you can say the same thing. Like, you're serious. <laughs> it's not going anywhere. It's it's a very saturated market, man. And I think and got seriously, I think if you want to come in now and do something, it has to be exceptional. Something what would be exceptional to, be like, to you? What's something, something that would be like, exceptional to you? Um the product itself. That it's something that's acceptably different in some way which is very difficult to do but different in a sense that it's still pleasing to look at it looks awesome it performs well and it's different kind of how when the the Losi 8 came out mm -hmm. it was very different to the other cars but in an acceptable way people looked at it and they go wow that's cool oh the engine's in the middle weights forward like all those things kind of made sense and looked awesome and then it performed great so it was a really, really good design and uh, good, uh, like a, a good design at a good time in the market. It changed the game in a sense. Well, since then, yeah, we've pretty much kind of backtracked and come back to more sort of conventional style of eight scale buggy. But still, like my point being that it was different in an acceptable way. It looked great. The changes made sense. People were excited. So that's one way. Then maybe another way. Yes, product good, but the exceptional side is how you present it to the market, the website, the the promotion, the marketing, all of that. Like something different there to kind of how when the JQ buggy was first released, the the car itself wasn't really exceptional, but everything around the car was exceptional. The pictures, the videos, the stories the blog posts, all of that stuff, traveling the world, having loaner cars, all of the other stuff around the car was exceptional. So yeah, that's if if you want to enter the market now, you have to do something that's exceptional. Well, I mean, they do have the rear shock flex system and they have the interchangeable but front caster pills. I haven't seen that anywhere else. Yeah, but that's not enough. The the Losi car, the whole car was different. This is true. Yeah. Very true. It it Very pushed true. the the way you design the car in a different direction. And the performance was different different too. I can tell you just from looking at this car, it's not gonna perform in any unique, different way. And the cheese sandwich rear tower and the inserts for the C Hub, fine, but it's like it's kind of a gimmick in a sense. The, the Losi, when it was released, it wasn't a gimmick. 
-hmm. You know, that engine forward wasn't a gimmick. The engine in, in the middle, it wasn't a gimmick. The geometry, it wasn't a gimmick. So, yeah. We shall see. Well, you know, uh, it's going to be interesting to see what comes out. I mean, I, I think, I'll be honest, the new techno car that I'm seeing has been impressive of what they've done, little things that I liked. Yeah, know? actually, the, the techno, I think, the, the techno design is good in the way that it's very different. The old car was bad, and I've said it many times, and they were mad at me. Why? Because I was telling the truth. Then the new car, narrow pivot, long arm. Now, I'm actually surprised a bit because i was i was so sure that they wouldn't get it to work but they've got it to work really well because when i tested uh pivot widths when i went as as narrow as what they have sort of super super narrow i just th there were some issues with the handling i never was able to cure so when i saw that they had gone that far i was thinking like well this is going to be interesting i don't think they'll get it to work but well i haven't driven it but just based on Tebow's and Bornhoff's and Seth's results, they've got it to work and on different types of tracks too. So that's actually a pretty good thing because their car is different to the other cars. The, the way that they've done the design, it's different to the other cars. So if what they are doing turns out to be better, they'll have an advantage. Kind of like when the the Losi was released for a moment there, they had an advantage. And that's what you can do when, when your car design is different to the others, different enough mm -hmm. to where the performance is, is clearly different and you can find an edge on the competition. So techno has the potential to do that because their design is different. However, for, for me, and I know from speaking with other people too, I think the problem with techno is that it looks hideous. Like, yes, it's different, but just it like the way the plastic parts look and how it's put together, it, it doesn't look like a Ferrari, you know, or, or whatever sort of high end sports car, you know, it, it doesn't look that way. Do you see what I mean? Like, just look well, at it. I knew you couldn't give all those compliments about no, having I'm some No, I'm being honest. So. And uh, so that, so it just, you need, you need performance, design, and then also it needs to look good. You know, they're, they're two different things. Yeah, well, and uh, of course, yeah, what looks good, what doesn't. You can have 10 people and 10 different opinions. But in general, there's like a general consensus, like what looks good and what doesn't. And for example, you remember the, the body show? Actually, I don't know. Have they improved their body already? Or yeah, not? yeah. That, I remember that. I did not like that. That kind of idea, show. like nine out of 10 people think the body is ugly. Then that's an issue. Yeah. But it's doing good, and I think it doesn't matter. As long as people's doing good, they have a great atmosphere. I mean, they just pretty much dominated her at PMB. Um, so, and they got a great team system going. So they're hitting it from, uh, you know, from all from all angles on that on that on that spectrum. So we shall see. Well, I wonder what the next big thing is going to be, and what the next new car is going to be. Hmm. 
I do wonder. You've been so quiet lately. I don't even. I want you know. You won't let anybody know what you've been up to. Well, mm. it's not going to be a JQ. Let's put it that way. Mm. I know what you're insinuating. Yeah, I think you're doing something in your secret lab that you won't tell anybody out, like a mad scientist down there, like trapped down there for weeks on end, living off lima beans and Red Bull. No. Yeah. All right. Well, that's about all the news I had. Um, there's a lot of races coming up. Uh, looks like the most stacked one is going to be Wicked Weekend here. Looks like we got fans, Rivkin, uh, Mayfield, obviously Og- Ogden's going. Uh, the Quebec Classic is going on, started this week. My buddy, uh, Kevin LaChapelle. What's up, Kevin? Sent me some pictures. Good luck to you and, and Zavi there in, uh, at the race. Mark, Susan, and Tessman are there. Uh, the Mugen Challenge at LCRC. We also have the Georgia State Championships this weekend, too. And uh, Phil Hurd. So lots of racing going on, man. It's good to see. We got some racing coming up in uh, Europe. We got Hearts coming up. And uh, RC Racing TV is going to be there end of the month. And I think we have that race in Portugal. Is that in August too? Or is it a later date? I can't remember. Uh, I have to look more into that. So I think that's all I have for news. Uh, so we have the the shifty poll by Live RC, the ultimate, the extra special release of the TLR Truggy, which excites Joseph, Joseph the Truggy specialist. Uh, but I actually posted up that video of you from Southern Nats when we went. When at the start of that Truggy race, man, you had a, such a great race there with Drake. That whole that whole forty five minutes it was yeah, it was forty five minutes. Yeah, I had that bad crash at some point, screwed. Yeah, but you was really fast, dude. You was flying out there, Truggy specialist, Truggy and e buggy specialist. You are, and the IGT eight uh, release and Joseph's analogies do not represent the uh, thoughts and. Whatever. That's my disclaimer. The thoughts and thinking of the No Name RC podcast. All right, Joseph, let's go to the Beach RC Bench Racing Q&A. BeachRC.com, the racer's one-stop online hobby shop. Choose from all the popular brands and variety in stock with super fast shipping and great customer service. BeachRC.com still has the local hobby shop feel with all the benefits of the internet. BeachRC.com is the exclusive distributor for Ultimate Racing, JQ Racing, Pro Circuit Racing Tires, Nitro Lux Fuels, and Assault RC Performance Products. So fill up your cart and check out at BeachRC.com today. Well, thank you, BeachRC, for bringing us the... Bench Racing Q&A, we take your questions from Facebook as well as Instagram. And some people private message me, but sometimes I lose those as well. So try to private message the NNRC Facebook page, not my personal page, because uh, I just get a lot of, I, I have a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of messages every day. So I do miss out on stuff. Uh, so Joseph, our first question actually comes from hold on let me pull it up matthew parsi down in australia what's up matthew and jack uh i think uh they got some big news coming up here soon too he asks how to best tame a nitro motor using a smaller venturi say a 7.0 to a 5.8 does less air mean it needs less fuel and makes less power 
how to well the venturi thing smaller What's venturi makes less power and sometimes it improves mileage sometimes it doesn't because you have less power sometimes you use more throttle so you actually you don't gain any runtime or maybe you even lose runtime you know so the runtime thing isn't as easy as go to a smaller venturi and you'll have more runtime. It's not that simple. But for power, it is that simple. Go to a smaller Venturi and you'll have less power. I like to use a 7. It's pretty much what I run. 7 Venturi. Well, I know like the, I know the Testman motor. I'm probably wrong, but it used to come with like a 5.8 Venturi in it. I don't know what it comes with. Normally yeah, also, well, a bigger Venturi will be a bit easier to tune. It's not quite as precise to tune. Mm, that makes sense. That makes sense. Makes a lot of sense. All right. Well, I hope you that answers your question, Matthew and uh, Jack. And uh, Jonathan Schultz, when is Driven Episode 2 coming out? What's up, Jonathan? Really like what you guys are doing during the no-prep scene. Um, I think end of... August, September, I guess. I think Matt said, not sure. Um, Ryan's deck. Actually, we'll come back to Ryan's question. Jason Bukal, what's up, Jason? Are you going to uh, Phil Herd this weekend? Out of the top pros, who has the worst temper tantrums or curses the most on the driver's stand? That's a good question. I like that. On the driver's stand, maybe Robert. Yeah, probably Robert Butcher. Who has the worst temper tantrums? Is it him too? Like off the stand, just in general, like in pits. Yeah, that. just yeah. Um, let's see, Cavallari. Yeah, maybe Cavallari. Yeah, Cavallari fucks off his dad and and yeah, and, definitely um, Cavallari. <laughs> cool. Um. All right, let's go to our next question. Kevin Palmer, what's up, Kevin? My question is, what are paid or 100% drivers going to do to show their worth for the for next year's contracts? With COVID, obviously, we have not been racing. They aren't going to do anything, and RC companies are just going to keep paying them. Pretty much, because, I mean, we have to start racing again next year. They are racing now. But, I mean, it's looking promising. There's, I still believe there's, we're going to have a time here shortly where there's going to be paid drivers that can't get paid anymore. <laughs> You're still, like, waiting for that day. Like, yeah, I'm waiting. Well, you know what, Joseph? I will say this. It's I will happen. say this. Your predictions are pretty much spot on. So it may take a little while, but they have, they have a, a manner of coming true. Um, David Brashears, going to be getting a new buggy around December. Really liking the JQ black car. Heard it's a great buggy. If you do some, if you do some Dremel work, what is this about? And then he says, in your opinion, what other company has the best buggy? What he, he wants to know what other company has the best bug, buggy right now. He also says, keep, keep up the great work in promoting the hobby. So. Dremeling on the JQ car. What was that car. about Dremel work? Yeah, with the JQ car. Um, the front arms, 
pretty much that's it you don't need to uh, do they that come anymore. pre well some people do it for extra clearance um but you don't need to it's done at the factory yes i know but some people go the extra mile and draw more around the you know a little extra around the chassis tabs or you just cut the chassis tabs off so yeah the front you don't need to dremel the arms anymore you, you dremel the you cut the front chassis tabs off completely that's what you need to do <laughs> and I, uh, I, other than I, that, that's what joseph says but other than that you don't don't really need to i can't think of anything else that needs dremeling uh the servo saver but that's why we well, always say that, that aluminum one yeah, CNC server saver top, and I glue it, shoe glue it together. So I don't have a server saver, essentially. Mm -hmm. And he asks, what, in your opinion, what is the best buggy out there, in your opinion, right now? That's a tough one. They, they're quite equal now, I would say. Like I've said before, like 2010, 11, 12... Uh, the Kyosho MP9 was the best buggy at that time. Oh, the Kyosho was the best way back in the day, period. Yeah, mm -hmm. but that's already, that's a different world. That, the, back then you had to finish. That was the best, the main thing, okay? <laughs> so I'm talking like 10, 11, 12, those years, I think just performance-wise, the Kyosho was the best. Like everyone finished, but the Kyosho would just handle the best. But now it's harder to say. Now they are very equal, I think. So, for example, the Serpent is really good. HB, uh, very good, but durability not so good. Yes, you finish the race, but it's like it just wears out. And uh, Mugen, I don't like pillow balls. If you like pillow balls, okay, but I'm not a huge fan. The Mugen... The thing is, the Mugen still has a wide rear pivot. I actually drove a Mugen just when I went to Barca. That time I drove a friend's car. And I always feel the same with it. The rear is just kind of a bit skatey, loose. Like you go in a corner and you're not 100% sure what the rear is going to do. Like is it sticking or sliding or what's happening? And then just the way the pillow ball turn, it's like nothing and then it hooks. I just don't like that. You can't really drive off power and turn tight corners off power. Like, I just don't like it. Not a fan. So that's, the Mugen is a kind of car that either you like it or you don't kind of car. Depends on, on the, your driving style. Uh, Kyosho. MP10 is good, but I, um, not quite as like solid as the MP9 was. I've driven some MP10s. Yeah, great, but they can also be off. So it's not it's not quite as universally great as what the MP9 was. X-Ray, very good. The one I drove, actually. So Yeah, X-Ray was very good. Actually, I would say X-Ray is better than Mugen. Pillow ball, from what I drove. Um, How about the AE? AE, it's kind of, AE is the front and rear, two different cars. If you're a super good driver, okay, great. Other than that, um, not, not really sold on it. Uh, now they updated it. They went to a slightly narrower rear pivot, longer arm, I believe. 
I drove a couple of them again, and it's like they still have they're still suffering from similar issues. I think they don't really they haven't figured out what to do to unite the front and rear end of that car. So, like, if I if I if I were to look at the pillowball cars, like I have to get a pillowball car, I'd get the X-ray. Seriously, I think that's the best one. And if I was looking at C Hub car, well, obviously I'd get the black edition. But if I can't get a JQ, if I have to get something else, I would get the Serpent because the handling performance is good, and how it's built. I, I don't know about materials, but I, I'm saying how it's built is better than the HB in the durability sense and like how you work on it and all that stuff. So, yeah, I'd get the Serpent and the X-Ray. Okay, sweet. And you think highly of the Techno as well. Let's get that straight. Yeah, but I, 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 would, I could never get a Techno, let's face it. <laughs> I'm trying to mend this bridge. Yeah. Ryan's deck. What's up, Ryan? Keenan and Joseph. What has been the best country you have visited for racing so far? He says, I mean the whole package, the people, food, ladies, and most important, the track. You go first. Okay. Well, that's a hard one. You've been to so many places. Uh Man, that's really hard if I if I have to name only one. I'm trying to think. You know what? <laughs> this is going to be a really weird one. South Africa was the best. Yep. South Africa was the best. Why? South Africa was the best because... You know what? That should be a JQ stories, I think. Should it? Yeah, okay. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, let's just leave it at that then. South Africa. Yeah, that should be a JQ stories. Yeah. I honestly think for me, um, I, I don't have all of that in one spot. Uh, I have multiple spots for me. Um, so I'm going to do it like this. Best track I think I've been to hands down for me is Santa Barbara. You know what? Actually, Santa Barbara for location as well. It's beautiful there. And the track is badass. And it's unfortunate that more people don't uh, run, run this. So run at that track. So I just got a video from it the other day. So that's good to see too. Um, and, uh, best for ladies. Oh man, it's Colombia, man. Colombia and her. It's like, that's why I live here. Beautiful women everywhere. And I, let's be this way. I enjoyed my track that I built her as well. It was great. It was great to race on, but I'd never go through that trouble again. Uh, again. And, um, food, man. Um, I'll tell you, I still think the best place that I've visited for food has been Peru. So I can't, I don't have that all in one spot, unfortunately. Yeah. The other countries I, I was going to say was Colombia, Argentina, and Indonesia. Those have been awesome. Yeah. 
I haven't been over to Asia and I haven't really been to Europe too much. And, um, I, but I have to say this for all out, one of my favorite races that I've been to and attended was Southern Nats. still on my list of good races to attend or was when we went, I enjoyed it there. Yeah, it was good. All right. We have a few more questions here. Adam Reavy. What's up, Adam? Adam and I has been chatting a lot. He's been teaching me a lot about Reddit. He says, actually, he was with the guys who went to, I think they all went up to Brookthorpe, Scott, and all those guys, JQIs, had a JQ day there. On the weekend, I adjusted my brakes so I had more in the rear than the front. I felt it was a lot easier to swing the arse out on it around the corners, and it was a lot more enjoyable to drive. This would only happen if... This would only happen if I only slightly triggered the brakes, probably because the front didn't engage. If I triggered the brakes too much, the front would break along with the rear, and it felt as if I was losing a lot of speed. Have you ever just used rear brakes and removed the front collars? He also found out that just having a rear brake a few weeks ago over at Hart's felt a lot more faster as I snapped the front brake lever, front brake lever arm. That's pretty impressive, Adam. You, you snapped the front brake lever arm. Um... I think when people have too much front brake, it, it's, it's obviously you can't have it, you know, but then that if just having rear brake and you're coming off that straightaway and it's bumpy or something like that, and you're going to that turn, you just turn a little bit, just having that rear brake and you brake wrong, you're, you're just going to spin out. You need front brakes, I believe. Um, the problem is people don't know when to apply the front brakes. I think you have to, this is something I actually had to learn was break before the corner, use your line and accelerate through the corner. So I get it. I get it. Some people, sometimes you have to use those brakes to swing you around. You know what I mean? But I don't recommend you not having front brakes. How about you, Joseph? These days, the fastest way is definitely to have probably about 50-50 brake bias. So you can brake really hard. 50-50. Back in the day, it was different. Back in the day, people would get away with running a lot more rear brake. So I think the difference was that the cars were heavier. The cars didn't turn as much, it seems. The weight was further back. It was like they were just heavier and slower and more stable, kind of. So then the, what the fast guys would do is they would have more rear brake to where they get to the corner, tap the brakes to swing the rear around and get around the corner that way. And that was faster than sort of almost stopping in the corner because the car wouldn't turn and like, it just, you could maintain more speed that way. But these days the cars are more nimble, more steering, more corner speed. So these days you drive them more like you would drive a real car. So you need the front and rear brakes. You need maximum braking power so that you approach the corner as fast as possible, break last minute, and then drive through the corner. You don't drift through the corner anymore. So, yeah. So I think that's something that's changed over the past decade or, or more. And uh, if you have too much front brake, the problem is your car will push a lot more because as soon as you engage the brakes, uh, it will just go straight. Your car will just go straight. And it also, as you let off the brake, the car will be going straight, 
and then hook and turn. So it's kind of, it will give you this weird non-linear feeling. When you have just the right amount to break, it's, it's smoother. You break and you turn and everything sort of happens smoothly. But when you have too much front brake, you can definitely tell that it's like straight, 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 and then turn. And then, like I said, if you have too much rear, then the rear will swing around. So it's like a handbrake turn at that point. So yeah, about 50-50, that seems to be the best way these days. Sweet. Um, we have a couple more questions here, Joseph, to get through. Donnie Baker, he's a serpent guy down there in uh, the Carolinas. What is the main cause of a servo to shake? Cause for, of a servo to shake or jitter or at center when not on the ground? I had a high-end servo that did it a few times, so I replaced it with a new one, and the new one does it also. I'm running the Sanwa M12S Sanwa RX receiver, 48, Sanwa 482 receiver, and have never had this problem until recently. Servos are Sama PGSXB. Um, the first thing that came to my mind was old radio. How old is this radio? Because radios don't last forever. What do you think? I don't know. So you said the new server did the same thing. So yeah, maybe it's something in the radio. Yeah. Then, but typically, it's like the server is trying to find its center. Yeah, I think once are. a radio gets like 250 plus hours or something on it, it's it comes to a wearing out point. Yeah, but you can and, send them in and you can replace the, the whatever that is in English. Probably. But radios there were do wear out, man. Trust me. Um, and once you get to a different radio, you can see it's like, oh, I was missing all of this all this time because you get so used to, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, you can, well, the part that controls the sort of movement of the steering and the throttle, so you can replace those components. And that basically, it's like a brand new radio when you do that. Sweet. A couple of questions. We have, we have three questions left. And uh, Donnie, let us know how much, sorry, Donnie, let us know how many hours you got on your M12S. By the way, Richard Duckham, should I practice at different places on the driver's stand or stick to one place? What is the best option for racing? Um, well, for testing, it's best to stick to the same place so you can tell the difference, what's happening for practicing. Uh, yeah, why not? But for for a race, uh, I think for a race, actually, if you can see that, if you can pick where you stand and you can see that or pretty much all top heat or all heats and everyone will always going to one side and the other side is kind of empty, tends to be kind of empty, you're relatively safe if you go on that side. So if you go where people don't go, probably you can then throughout the whole race stand on that spot or very close to that spot. So in that case, you just go there every time and get used to that. That would be a good strategy. If it's the kind of race where you don't know where you're going to end up, if you have to go up by number or, or, or if you have to stand on your number, so you don't really know when they reseed what your number will be and the, or in your main what your number will be, um, then 
yeah, it could make sense to stand on different spots just so that in practice, I mean, just so that you've at least driven, you know, from both ends and you kind of know a bit what to expect. So, yeah, it does make sense to do that. Did you die? I had my mic muted. <laughs> it was getting loud out her, outside her. Brett Ryan, is it essential for the A-arm hinge pin to be completely free when it still pivots in the pills? No, so there's two different ways to do it. Some cars, the hinge pin doesn't move in the pills. It's solid, and then the arm has to move on the hinge pin. Or then uh, the hinge pin is kind of snug in the arm, so the arm doesn't really move freely on the hinge pin but then the hinge pin moves in the pills. So it, you don't need a case where the hinge pin is moving in the pills and the arm. You don't need that. Well, that, that's what he was asking. So, yeah. So good answer. No is the answer. Enrico Maloney. What's up, Enrico? Our favorite Italian JQ learner driver. Big fan of the podcast. What honeycomb bladders fit the black edition? Is it something worth trying on a smooth track? If you ask Will Smith, he will tell you to run honeycomb bladders everywhere. Yeah, I tried them again and I just don't get it seriously. I, I thought emulsion was a lot better. And uh, the fast race ones fit and ultimate racing make uh, those kind of, you know, honeycomb style bladders, I guess, you know, those harder bladders. So. They fit too. So there's two options for you. There you go, Enrico. Um, try them out. Um, Joseph says he doesn't like them, but uh, I've heard other drivers swear by them. So JQ drivers. And you have fast race right there if you want to get some. You're right in Italy. The only time so, I would consider them if if the track is smooth, consistent traction, and I just want a bit more speed. Like, I need to go mm -hmm. faster. Let's try them for shits and giggles, that kind of thing. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. All right. Well, that is all the questions that we have. Thank you to everybody that uh, submitted them. If I missed your question, I do apologize. Um, if you sent me a message, please send it to the NNRC Facebook page or Instagram page because I do read those. And uh, I want to thank you. Please go show us some love. Use, use Show BTRC some love. If you can, use our affiliate link, which is posted in the written description, because that helps us out as well. And uh, Brent and Lucas are doing well. Brent and BTRC and Lucas, obviously, he's got Lucas is on the road, dude. He's off to a race again this week. He's, he's off to Georgia, and he just, he's been on the road three weekends and four weekends in a row. Uh, so he's dedicated to doing that, and I appreciate their support. Go check out BTRC, Brick and Mortar Hobby Shop, Badass Track, and um, Badass Hobby Shop. And if you can, Use our affiliate link and thank you to them for bringing you the bench racing Q&A. Joseph, I'm going to let you go. I gotta, We're going to play the Techno RC main interview with Matt McCollum of RC Racing TV Control and RCGP. And uh, I'll talk to you in a bit for the, uh, the Rob Zoyle stories, RC Gypsy Tales. So happy. I'm so happy. <laughs> okay is that more energy is that good people people satisfied now 
Techno RC. Techno RC. Techno RC is a premium manufacturer specializing in 8th and 10th scale high performance off road RC buggies and trucks. Visit www.technorc.com for a complete catalog of their products. Techno RC. Excellence in engineering. Hashtag Techno Takeover. What's going on, everybody? If you've been living under the proverbial RC rock and haven't noticed Driven that was released this this Monday, or as we're recording this, this Monday, this week, August 3rd, then you should stop listening to this right now and go to YouTube, RCGP, or Facebook and go watch it because it's a very exciting 28 minutes of RC action drama and what goes on at a race and what went on at the first ever RCGP race in the Philippines. And joining me is, I, I, I consider him a good friend. I got to know him here at the RCGP round in America uh, and all the uh, control and RC racing TV crew. And we actually recorded about a year and a half ago or long, I would say, Matt. What's up, wow. Matt? McCullough? Wow, wow, wow. What's up? What's up? How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. It's nice to hear your voice again. It's nice oh, to is in it? interact with your voice. Actually, is it? Oh, I'm I'm so glad you like to hear my voice because I get tired of hearing. Um, because when I hear your I when I, I hear your podcast, I try to talk to you and you don't talk back, but that's because it's a podcast. But now <laughs> I can talk to you and you and you, it's kind of more interactive. I like it. it. It is. Um, how are you, man? I'm good. I'm really good. I mean considering you know strange year and everyone's bored of talking about what a strange year it is but um you know in in under the circumstances very good very good uh, i want to first off i want to say congratulations man um i really enjoyed driven kudos to you guys on all the hard work that you've done in 2019 with this i know it wasn't easy doing this but i think it was great and i am absolutely looking forward to the following episodes yeah. so congratulations <laughs> to you well that's that's very kind are you get are you, do i owe you money for saying that that's um i don't know man i don't know i just want to it's it's more of like i want to be involved in rc racing tv and stuff in europe one day so there we go there's my foot in uh, the door type of bribery like type of thing going on no but it was actually it was really good um and like when we talked for the rcgp Yes. podcast over a year and a bit like, yes uh, before even this even started we had lots of high hopes yeah we did we super excited i was way ex so excited i know you were <laughs> so excited and then when i saw you at uh the usa ron you guys were just like so you guys were having fun but you're so subdued and he was like a well-oiled machine you had me doing voiceovers i was going up helping nick yeah busy well, busy yeah. busy but you guys were smiling and i was like wow these guys make it look easy but yeah. I know it wasn't easy because but I'm like a firework. So when we first spoke, we just lit the fuse and it was about to blow. By the time we got to America, um, I had, I'd been proven right. Cause I was so excited. This was the future of RC. I was proven right. Then I was proven wrong. Then I loved it. Then I hated it. Then I regretted it. Then I realized why we're doing it and it's really good. And then I hated it again. And it was so stressful and emotional and such a drain on my life and then and then got to america and we'd survived we'd actually survived 
and we were just kind of like the firework the next day laying in the grass you know the mm -hmm. the 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 big exciting stuff had happened and we were just kind of all just like ah do you know what i mean just like oh yeah God, oh wow it's over and so we were so happy in america that we got through it but see, honestly seriously this this thing has was was bigger than i ever expected and more stressful and traumatic than i could have ever imagined wow i mean what a year i mean seriously yeah um for some of our first time listeners or maybe they don't they haven't listened before i just want i, I we kind of skipped over the whole introduction of you but mm. you are matt mccollum yeah matt mccallum that's me mccallum mccollum i don't know I, I i say it like i guess you spell it um but i, I like to call you matric um yep you are in charge of control rc racing tv um i i see rc racing tv getting more popular in america that's good you guys have been covering <clears throat> all the EFRA events, Neo Buggy, all these type of races for many years now. Doing yeah. an excellent job over there in Europe. Uh, you, you're, you. This is your full time. Well, RC Racing TV plus filming rally and rally cross and <clears throat> other type of full scale events is your full time job. And just you and your crew were behind what RCGP is. And if you guys want to see some more of what uh, Matt Control and RC Racing TV, Nick Damon, James, Ash, uh, Zach, was it Zach? Zach, yeah. Yeah, all these guys do, there are a, a group of, uh, there are production crew that go around and, and just film RC Racing and do some of the best work, best live streaming, best commentating and best editing I've seen. And I love you guys' work. Absolutely love Ra RC Racing TV. And I, I I missed it a whole lot this year, yeah. but we missed a lot of things this year. So just that's your introduction. So thank you for coming on. I had wow. the pleasure to meet you guys for all of you and work because, I, you know, I really look up to Nick and I learned from him. I've never commentated a race before ever. And I don't know if that's my calling, but it was fun to do that. But yeah, man, um, driven baptism of fire is ex was was a perfect name for this because, man, before we was talking on air, like nobody knew what the hell they were doing in the Philippines. No, nobody. No. That was possibly one of the most stressful events of my life because we we were our own um, kind of we 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 set ourselves up by hyping this thing so much. We hyped it, didn't we? We we were kind of like, and obviously with your help, we hyped it and told the whole of RC this is going to be. This is going to be the most amazing thing. This is going to be the new thing for RC. And so much pressure we put on ourselves, and um, you know, it, it was it was. I don't know how. I honestly, don't know how we got through it. I, I, I there must have been. A, I mean, I know there was so much planning from JQ and David. Uh, so much planning, and it helped that we were at an event that had been successfully run for years gone by. So we were joining uh the uh, philippine masters which was already a successful event so we we had that that we could piggyback on that but we were injecting this new thing um i don't know i don't, honestly it was the the whole event went by in a massive whirlwind all the highs and lows and they they a lot of them are in the, the show driven um and there's lots of them that, that aren't because just physically not, wasn't possible to film everything all the time so you know, well, you guys why... done a good job of filming everything, uh, a lot of stuff. And yeah, I guess. 
I, well, I guess when, when you guys landed in the Philippines, uh, my electricity just went out, but we'll be all right for a few minutes. When you landed in the Philippines, what, what was the first obstacle you guys had to overcome? Um, the fact that we were jet lagged like crazy. Um, we had to navigate through the airport and get a taxi for about an hour and a half through rush hour. And then by that time, it was the middle of the night there, but it was like first thing in the morning for us. We were so, so hot. So kind of a massive culture shock. Um, our room in the hotel was absolutely awful. Uh, it just smelt like sewage. Um, and then we kind of tried to sleep, couldn't sleep, got up, went to the track, and then just like thrown into it. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's weird. I mean, JQ's talked quite a lot about um, RC events in Asia, and and they've always been good in Asia when I've been. And he, you know, there's there's two sides to it. There's the fact that they're very well serviced with people at the track because wages are so low, they can do it. And you know, that is that good? Is that bad? I don't know. It's it's a bit of a philosophical. It's a bit of a I don't know. It's it's a it's a big question, but a lot of RC events have happened in Asia and they have always been amazing. Um, but you're kind of very aware that you're a Western person over in Asia, enjoying all that they have to offer. Um, and it's just a different, totally different vibe to what you would get in America or Europe. In many ways, better. Um, but for us to try and catch up and get in the flow with everything. It was just it was just really really hard just running around trying to especially as it was the first one you know any normal if we were sane about it we would have maybe gone to a european or american event where we were a bit more where we just kind of knew what we were doing a bit more um but no we started in the philippines and that that was where the baptism of fire began just for us i guess but what you said earlier no one knew what they were doing like there's a moment in it where even even the, the the racers didn't quite know cole didn't quite know what it meant for him to come second or third in the second sprint final just like the way the finals worked if they didn't even know that and i remember adrian bertin asking me afterwards what what happened are we are we second third are we just second and fourth or you know they didn't they couldn't work it out because it was the first time ever and Obviously, the rules were actually changed for the second event. So it was hard to keep up because a lot of the time it's just inside JQ's head. And <laughs> <laughs> I know all about that. Um, but I think one of the other things was we've never had a series where we have to have team orders and people pull over for the better of, you know, a, a team, the, the whole team championship concept you know yeah and people have to like honestly you can see i can see as you guys went on when you got to austria and you got to italy it was just you guys were fine tuning and things just went smoother and like obviously when you got to america it was just it was awesome what you guys did the whole program was better and i i just i just people don't fathom the astronomical logistics like like this is what we're doing we're trying to do something that's a motocross, a F1, or MX, MXGP type style of event on an absolute gypsy budget. 
you know, uh, <laughs> or unicorn budget, as I like to say, <laughs> with limited people. And, you know, and speaking of janky hotels, like things didn't change when you went to America, that damn mm. roadway in that yeah. David put us all. I was so glad my buddy came and I ended up staying with him. It was farther away, but it was a much nicer hotel because that roadway in looked very shady yeah. and janky. Blood on the ceiling. I mean, yeah, something, some guy was banging his girl. David just kept telling me what some guy was banging this girl for all night long next door. <laughs> and I'm just like, joy. Yeah. But I think one of the biggest problems I saw too was like internet. That's always been an issue. Like was a problem in, in, in America. Mm. It was kind of a problem in Italy. Australia yep. didn't seem to be an issue, but the Philippines, you guys had issues with the internet. Yep. Um, what was the, well, how did that start? Like how, how did that happen? Well, th th actually this is one of the, one of the things that's easier with RCGP is that it's only happening for the cameras. Like Nick, Nick sat everyone down at the second event and he did at every other event afterwards and kind of pointed out, this is an ent we're all involved in an entertainment show. Yeah. Sports great. Yeah. That's wonderful. And yes, RC2 should happen no matter what. But if we can't film it or until we're ready to film it or until the, the live stream is active and people are watching, we're not opening the track for, our, for RCGP. It's literally only happening for entertainment, for the outside world. So when we go to a Worlds or an EFRA event, the TV is comes second. You know, they, they have their schedule. The final kicks off at five. If the Internet goes down, they ain't waiting. We just have to record it and upload it later. But with this, you know, Everything is done completely the other way around. It, this is only happening for the TV, for the live stream. So Mao, race director, he's just stood there and he's not opening the track until we've done all the interviews. And the way we started in the first one was we're going to interview every single driver before every single qualifying. And it was just, it just took too long. So then we had to cut it down quite a lot. But so... Yeah, the internet's a struggle at every single event we go to, apart from those very few tracks, like in Sweden mm -hmm. or like in Austria, where they have inbuilt internet, which is always perfect. But the logistics, yeah, we had to get they had to get it installed, find somebody to install it, and you know, navigating that in in a foreign country is hard for anybody. But um, yeah, it's yeah. You bring up a very interesting point is and even i didn't realize this until i got to um america and worked with you guys this is a production it's a race yes but it's a production as well and that production has you like in a way you guys come first because the point of this was to capture all of this and make make what we have our baptism of fire and following episodes it's like not only was we could was they could i the amount of like thinking and planning that when it is okay you gotta we gotta do this on time we gotta have this on time and you know like come on we know rc and begin, i can imagine in the philippines nobody has ever done this before yeah. like when i mean that like no like we're everybody just think this is a regular race and you just go and do what we do at regular races but no nothing about interviews and filming and and being there for media days which i i know was a big pet peeve like guys would have media days and not everybody would show up and and i think people don't fathom how hard that was and how much that, how, how difficult it was to accomplish all that. And yeah. it, it's amazing what you guys have uh, managed to do that. Like, it's amazing, honestly, like the, first of all, let's be realistic. Pulling off the whole Philippines thing was 
a lot of drama going into it. We all know that. Oh, it's a lot of a lot of internal beef between Joseph and Edward CEO and and um a lot of that could have been avoided too. And then a, a whole lot of culture differences as well, which I always try to tell Joseph about is like, you know, I think the Philippines is very similar to where I live or in the DR and things aren't you know, things are the way they are there and they're not like it is in Finland or Europe. Yeah. America. Yeah, yeah. But awesome, man. I I just I just think like I just honestly, I told you before we came, I wish it would more than 28 minutes because there's so much more you could have put in there. And I, I did listen to a, a podcast, my buddies on track walk, and they did bring up a good point. Um, and which I told you is that I hope you guys implement and because it's all about learning yeah. as well. Yeah. 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 Uh, I, I, I think we need to explain why RCGP is needed or is, is being applied and how it's been so difficult to do it because it's never been done. Not just because Joseph's involved, because that's a big hurdle. We all know that. Yeah. And uh, I absolutely love how you portray Joseph. Like, (laughs) I love it. He's truly an asshole. And that just showed him how it, how it is. And I think it was awesome. And um, I really liked the, like the day, the way David, I, I, the only thing I think I would like, I wish the V day would, be more confident in his English because he is really he speaks really good English. Right? Yes, yes, he does. Yeah. I wish he would be more confident in his English to to add his voice to the voiceovers. But uh, Ronafau, you could hear the passion in his voice when he did this. Like, and I, I like you because I know Ronafau was really into this as well. And I love the fact that you used him um, and just different excerpts from the from the race. But I really think the V Day would have been great for the. I've been trying to get him on this podcast, but. Um, I think his voice in there because he is a main character in this whole story, this whole series. So. Well, he's he's yes, he is. He's kind of the Lewis Hamilton, mm-hmm. maybe you would say. He's you know he's the one that we expect to win, and and he is you know as as Robert Battier said, he will make history. He's it's his time now. Um, yeah, uh, the thing with. De- what I've, from my own experience, David Ronnefalk is the guy who gets this the most. He's the guy who's, who's brought his own videographer to events. You know, it, it's sometimes it's hard to persuade an event that they even need to film it. You know, a lot of these events are just like, no, we, we've got banners around the track. There'll be a race report on Red RC. We don't need you to come and film it. We don't need to live stream. And David Ronnefalk, has paid for his own videographer to come and follow him and make his vlog style stuff. And he gets it that it, it doesn't really matter that he wins every time. He can get followers just because of the life he leads and the fact that, you know, showing his struggles, being honest about the problems he has and how lucky, how unlucky he is, makes people root for him. And also showing mm-hmm. that he has a life outside of RC, playing golf and stuff. So like, He's. I've always looked up to what Ronnefalk does because he gets that the way to sell this is not, you know, yes, we need to see a shock rebuilding guide. Yes, we need to learn about camber, but that's stage two or three down the road. What we need to sell this sport is to follow some guys and go, the, you're cool. Yeah, you've got a cool life. You know, like Casey Neistat or whatever, He's a. He's, he makes adverts and films and 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 documentaries and whatever it's not documentary it's not filmmakers only them watching him it's normal people that watch him because he or used to watch him when he vlogs because he shows his life and Mm -hmm. you talk about it being longer yeah yeah yes maybe it actually could be longer because i just remembered the track 
um, the uh, the loop in the track kept going down. They had to dig it up on the Sunday and bury it not so deep because the cars weren't checking it. And who who suffered worse with that? Of course, Ronnefelt. So he was getting laps not being counted. Everything was going wrong. So then they're digging up the track on the final day. And that's why, and I never even mentioned it really, but at the end, they did the final in the dark. The final should have been an early evening, but it wasn't until really? late at night where there's there's like mosquitoes everywhere. You're starting to get cold. It's that weird twilight time and the lights. All of that is because the track timing system fell apart. So I, I, I was so busy trying to work out what to live stream because we had to delay the live stream. I didn't film that bit. And I, I kind of thought that's another bit of drama that could go in there. But I feel like it's just right. I, I feel like what I'm surprised at actually with JQ and David and RCGP is how honest they've let me be in, 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 in some ways with this, like, I, to be honest, I think David was a little bit uncomfortable with some of the things I wanted to talk about kind of the fallouts with Scotty and, and Edward, because David's kind of more from a corporate world where let's be very professional. Let's sign NDAs. Let's not show behind the scenes too much because you know, we want to keep this a nice, friendly, fa- family-friendly show. Whereas JQ's like, no, show all the bad stuff. Show everything going wrong. Show when I fell out. And because I'm one of JQ's biggest, um, I, one of his biggest critics, and to his face a lot of the time, I'll tell him that I just don't like things that he's done and I don't know, I don't understand why he's doing certain things. Because I do that, but I also respect him so much for what he's achieved and what he does, he's kind of gives me the license to show him as the asshole he is because he knows that in the end, RCGP made four rounds. He did, he did achieve what he said he would. So along the way, I'm allowed to show what an asshole, asshole he is. And somehow I'm getting away with it. Yeah. He, he, he definitely revels in the fact of him being an asshole and making fun of himself or he doesn't, shy away from being the bad guy or not the bad guy but the outspoken yeah dick uh knobhead as you guys are calling him and i <laughs> i thought that was absolutely great and even <clears throat> like even with the crescent i was like mm, maybe people might not like kids i'm thinking of kids and i yeah. and i said you know what man it's it's 2020 yeah i curse on my podcast i curse on it like these children are at school. They're hearing worse than this. They're playing games of, you know, all this type of stuff. Like this isn't the eighties and nineties anymore. Seventies things have changed. And <clears throat> to me, I'm not really a cursing is not a thing to me. It's just another word, but yeah. this is the, this is the, this is the passion. This is the ambience that you have to catch. And um, I'll never forget. I'm looking at Cole when he's talking to David and I didn't, he looked so nervous in his eyes. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, Wow, I w- I thought they were gonna I thought they were gonna be upset about that, <clears throat> and yeah, yeah, but they so far it's been good, and I was like, but that's part of what happened. Like they didn't know what to like you said they didn't know what to do. Cole's like nervous, like oh shit, I just I think I just cost David winning that that race. Yeah, should have done this. Yeah, but in the end, I think David wasn't fast enough, but <clears throat> in no. his time, no, but true, you don't catch that in any other thing that we're doing in RC, and that's you can't manufacture that look. That that conversation that they had, that was real. Like you but know? the thing, the thing with that is, they they clearly didn't know they were being filmed. If they knew they were being filmed, they never would have done that. So I did cross a line. 
they were waiting to be interviewed by Nick on the live stream. I'm just stood there holding the camera at pointing it at them, but I'm not making a show of I'm filming you. I'm kind of looking at Nick. I'm looking away from the camera and it's pointing at them and they're having this debate and you can see how pissed off Cole is. So I kind of was a little bit nervous that is Cole and David going to go, that was a private conversation. Like, why are you showing us like that? We didn't know we were being filmed. And I was a little bit nervous with that. But guess what? The two people that have shared this the most are the HB guys. And they had the worst weekend possible. They had a, yeah, okay, they got two podiums. But by their standards, this was a disastrous event. But they get it so much that they both shared this and told everyone to watch it. So I felt quite lucky that they didn't come back at me with that, especially how much of David's footage we used um and david recording the voiceovers for me he doesn't know when he does those voiceovers what the outcome what i make I, he didn't he the first time he saw it was when everyone else saw it so basically we set him up as this big rc star with this flashy lifestyle making money flying around the world and then we show it's a disaster but still he you know he gets it because he knows and you know it's no secret pretty much the first season of RCGP, he didn't really get what he deserved. He has more bad luck. He struggles more as it goes on. So that story is going to be continued to be told. And hopefully, you know, it's going to cause people to be more interested than if they just watched the race. You know, I think it's the behind the scenes stuff, showing the true passion, showing that people really care about it and the lives that and, and livelihoods that are on the line. Um, I think that adds another element, like you say, I guess. Yeah, I I thought that was super cool. Uh, I was, like I said, I was nervous about that too. But it comes down to like, I think people have to people have to expect when you're at these races, especially these races, everything's gonna be kind of on film. That's why when you see um, football players, like soccer players, when they like when they finish the game or something like that, or when they're sitting in the crowds on the bench, they always cover their fa their mouth. And talk to their friends yeah like you know yeah, what i mean yeah so people don't read their lips and stuff like that but i mean it, it was just it was utter confusion it was pure that was one of the pure emotional parts of that that whole film that yeah. whole docuseries yeah that i uh that i really enjoyed so i would like yeah. I would, also you mentioned um davide ongaro like yes i would like to see more from him I think he's still kind of because he's young, he's still kind of at that. He basically says what's professional. So, you know, he kind of just talks about the buggy. You know, the car was great. We chose the right tires. The setup was good. And that's basically his standard answer to almost every question. But I think once he gets to the stage that everything isn't perfect for him, and he has been around a couple more years, I think we'll start to see those frustrations come through a bit more. And I really hope that he does open up a bit. But to be honest, he is very, he is a kind of closed book. It's basically just, I will tell you how good the car was. And that's all I'm going to say. He might say I was nervous, but he'll never say that guy cut me up. I hate that guy. You know, the referee, he was wrong. He won't say those things yet, but I hope we get to that stage. I think as his, as he gets more confident in his English, he will. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I guess um, I actually had Baruffalo on her uh, recording with him, and I was actually because I've talked to him in person, and he's nervous when he talks to me. 
But when we when we wasn't like just talking on the phone and talk like we're not talking on the podcast, he his English is really good. It's like yeah, the Vide speaks good English too. Yeah, and he needs to start doing things like this. So I hope it it does happen. And speaking of Madman Marco Baruffalo, I can't wait for the next two episodes oh, because man. I know yeah. he features big time. Baruffalo, in the next episode. yeah, Baruffalo, Canas, and Boots. Though without those three characters, we wouldn't have had the first season we did. You know, they are just. Mm. Kanas is so so talented as well, but so aggressive and doesn't oh, care. Man. The shrug. I've got so many shots of drivers and drivers mechanics just shouting at him, and you just get a shrug. And that arrogance is just beautiful for TV. Yeah, I mean it's not great for if you're trying to race the guy and he's and he just carves you up, but for TV it's awesome. It's just so good. And yeah, I can't wait to show those interactions as well. Because and also because Boots, he's so eloquent, he doesn't stand for any of this crap. He just calls people out on the driver's stand. And you need oh, yeah, that. I can't you wait need to that. see what happened between him and um <laughs> and Baruffalo and yeah. McBride and yeah. and all that stuff. And oh it's it's gonna be so awesome. I, I, I really look forward to to the second episode. I know everybody's been asked. I mean, and let's be look. Let's honestly, the 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 whole driven thing has has been well received. I could count on my one hand the, the negative comments. Yeah, yeah. Some people would say JQ screws up everything. Yeah, whatever. We don't care. We we we. You admit that. Like if you watched it, you would see what happened. Like we, that's been admitted. I don't care about that. Um, some people may not like. Oh, it's it's not going to get new. How is this going to get new people into into the industry? Yeah, it doesn't show you how to build a kit, but this is, this is eye grabbing. Like yeah. a buddy of mine just posted, um, has hit me to Reddit, right? So he posted a, a video. I have a little one minute clip that I posted on, on IG this week and he posted it on Reddit. And I was looking at the comments, like people's people just don't know what we're doing. Like they're asking, Oh, how do you do this? And stuff like that. That is the point of driven. Yes. Here, yes. Boom. Yeah. This is what we do. See, it's, 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 this is what's going on. People around the world are driving, are racing these cars for a living. There's professionals, stuff like that. There's drama. There's action, just like any other full-scale motorsports. It's not meant to be a, like you said, it's not meant to be a step-by-step. -step. Well, this is how you get into RC. No. You go no. and you buy a second-hand kit and you do this and you do that and you do that. No, we have plenty, plenty of footage, plenty of people doing that. We can, you can find that anywhere on Google, YouTube, anywhere. That's all needed too. Don't get me wrong. Mm. This is the whoa, what the? Yeah, that's what I. That's what I want to see. This is what art. This is what this does to me. What the? Yeah, like yeah. It's so. not. It's really. It's really not. I'm glad that the RC people, the people already know about RC, have seemed to have enjoyed it. But it's, it's really, really not intended. They're they're not the first most important viewer. The most important viewer is is the new people and. We're still trying to find ways to reach them. We we need to get it to the new people to just realize like how complex this world of RC is. And, you know, and because of that, yes, it's a little bit dumbed down. It's a little bit kind of like storytelling. You know, I know that Patrick Hoffer wasn't purely there to help on Garo. I know he wasn't purely there for that reason, but it's a good story that whilst he's there he can if if he has the opportunity he would hold somebody back so david could get past you know davide could get past there's all examples in there of where it's going to be dumbed down a little bit just to make it like a bite-sized 
chunk, you know, and people will say, you know, why didn't that you didn't feature horror, you, you didn't feature, you know, all of the other maybe 10 drivers that were there that weren't featured. I think we just had to pick the standout stories. And then we're, the, what we're going to do in episode, every single episode, we're going to meet a new driver. So what we did with Ronna Falk in episode one, it will be a different driver. I think it'll be Carl McBride in episode two, Elliot Boots in episode three, and I'm undecided on episode four. But they'll focus around the experiences and we'll have that voiceover from a different driver each time. That's great. That's great. I wanted to ask, because I don't even know what happened. What, in one scene, what was Adrian Bertin and, and Ongaro's father arguing about? Do you know? Um, as far as I know, it, it was due to um, them hold, one of them holding back or not allowing um, not allowing Ongaro through. But, but I think it was to do with team orders. But um, it, from around the time when it was filmed, it was in between um, a particularly messy round of qualifying where, you know, Angara probably started at the back because he'd won the previous one. But then I, I imagine Cole would have um, done everything he can to not let Angaro through. Okay. I also like Leon being in there because he's a mechanic and he doesn't hold back. I loved it. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 Leon doesn't hold back anyway. Um, Again, and he brought an extra flavor to it. And he's another he one. Off. He's another one who I kind of filmed without him knowing about it, which is a bit of a thin line of, you know, that's a gray area. But he was having a rant at me and I just had the camera going. And I was, you know, he so I didn't, you know, he shared the the the, the episode as well. So I'm I'm kind of pleased that he realized that, you know, it does add to the drama. His moment of frustration being covered adds to the drama. Like I'm always following Ronnefalk round, having if he if something terrible happens in Ronnefalk's race, I'm gonna be right there with the camera in his face. And it feels terrible doing that. But I kind of know that he knows that long, you know, right in that moment he probably wishes I would just piss off. But he knows long term this is gonna be good footage. You know, this is this is gonna help sell the RC as a whole. Uh, yeah, he gets it. Ronafok is a, a is a true professional. Yeah, uh, one of the true professionals I, I consider in the industry. Um, if you could now looking back, it's over and done with. I know doing this was stressful for you, super stressful because people were asking, "Oh, when is it gonna come out?" You know, every I would get a I would get a people would ask me every week, "When is when is driven coming out? When is driven coming?" Out? I'm like, <laughs> dudes, I'm like, you have to understand. There's there's so much footage like so much footage so much stuff to plan we have to there's a story to be told it's not that i don't even envy like i was like the 5150 guy Corey. yeah yeah he he works his butt off too it's just him and it takes him a year to produce the calm drive of us right yeah completely. and he, i think he does an exceptional job okay i, I don't like that he he kind of focuses on the same drivers but i get it i understand why yeah. you know what i mean yeah. He, yeah but i think editorial wise and stuff the videos are great and i expect the work that he puts into it yeah Corey's Corey's great i really do look up to Corey, and, mm -hmm. I, and i like his work a lot it's a bit long so, it's a bit long for my liking but then right. you've just said driven should be longer so i guess everyone has a different uh I, I mean a lot of people did say that to me they were like it could have been a little bit longer and <laughs> um i don't know i would have i would have loved to have just five minutes more like you know what i'm because i just 
I kind of know the backstories that went into Philippines too. I don't know much about Austria, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, but the amount of work and time and effort, and this is like, I could imagine the stress and pressure you was under. Like, this is your first, this is like the first, like, this is your, come on, like, this is your baby and you got to make this. And I, yeah. But you did well, man, and you got you. It was well received, and you can you can do this right now, Usa. No, because know? it's all adding more pressure to episode two. <laughs> well, well, what would you change if you could go back and change something now in in driven looking onto it now? What would you go and change? What I would ch- well, there's two things. One is when we were in Austria, um, during a press conference, um. Angaro's dad stood with his phone filming my face about a foot away for the whole press conference and um, about four other drivers and mechanics did as well. So I'm thinking, what's going on? They're literally just standing filming my face. And I became aware after a while because the press conference ended and I started to walk out and they all followed me. I'm like, what? And basically they were making the point like, get out. You're, you're, get out of our faces because I did, I was on the driver's stand and I had the camera right in their face and Cole's there's, I've got one bit where Cole's shouting, get this goddamn camera out of my face. I can't con- concentrate like, yeah, it annoyed them. And so then after that, we kind of tried to explain to everyone why I was doing it, what I was doing. But if I'm honest, that kind of made me feel a bit nervous and like, you know, guys, I don't, I don't, I, last thing I want to do is piss everyone off. So mm-hmm. basically what, one thing I would change is being more confident and being more in people's faces. And if they don't like it, just educate them why it's happening. It's not because I'm picking on you, mm-hmm. but I do want to see a, me- a moment of realness from you. I don't want to always hear the party line of, yeah, we've developed a new diff and it's great. Yeah, we've got a new wing, blah, I don't care. I literally want to go, I want to see you say I'm really angry with myself or I'm really angry with that guy. So I should... I, what I wish after the second event was I was more confident and more pushy because the end result would have been way better. And the second thing, well, the thing that we can improve is the on track during the racing. I don't, what could be improved is that people that don't know RC, we need to highlight the cars in a better way. So they know who we're focusing on because there's some moments you, there's a battle, but there's eight cars on the screen and some of them are back markers and to the person that just literally it starts playing and they're like trying to grasp why this is exciting. They need like in NASCAR where they have animated graphics that pop out of the car with the driver's head. You know, we stepped it up with these graphics and and I'm great that I'm I'm happy that Live RC copied us for the worlds. Yeah, with Stefan's work, we stepped up the graphics so you see the driver's head within the timing. Fantastic. But next, the next thing we need to do, mm-hmm. Live RC, I'm looking forward to Lifetime doing this before we do, because now I'm saying it. <laughs> we need to have the uh, we need to have the, the cars on the track highlighted with some kind of animated highlight to show exactly where the battle is to the untrained eye. I agree, because people just can't see yeah. the numbers. They yeah. can't see the paint schemes. Obviously, we know because we know who they got. But even I get confused. Like, who the hell was that? Completely. Like, you know? yeah, completely. I can agree with that. Um, uh, that's and, and yeah, man, these guys. Uh, well, see, Austria still was new 
Yes. You know what yes. I mean? Yeah. And, so and Austria, I think by the time Italy and America came around, they're like, wow. And you, you should, that's your job. You're doing your job. Yes. I know you can't be in their face while too much, <laughs> but you have to be there. Yeah. Just do it. Like they, they'll get over it. Exactly. I have to learn that too. Um, interviewing people right after races and stuff. I was, I'm always nervous. Like, oh, they're going to be upset. They don't want to talk, but we're there to catch the ambience and what, what's going on. So good stuff, man. Good stuff. Um, anything all right so the other big question to me is uh when is episode two gonna be out okay so um basically the episodes we've got three episodes left there'll be one in september one in october and one in november so it's kind of a monthly thing and it'd be towards the end of each month Awesome. Anything special planned for episode two that you that you didn't do in uh, episode one? Episode two, we're going to have a little bit of a history lesson um, where I think that will touch on what you've mentioned, where we kind of show that being a sponsored driver isn't a new thing. And we're going to use some pretty funky 80s and 90s footage of what RC racing looked like back then. And also what a lot of people might imagine RC racing still is like that kind of 80s vibe. And that's what people think it was like. I'm going to kind of show the progression along with the progression of sponsored drivers. And then the fact that some guys are sort of, uh, it's their main career. Um, so there's going to be that. And then the other thing that I'm going to touch on is the fact that the track in Austria, the facility is my favorite, but the actual track was not very popular at all um the drivers did not like the track i, I mean did, one person liked it what <laughs> did they one person liked it who and it begins with a j and ends with a q yeah yeah he did fair he did all right but that's why he liked it yeah that's his type of track <laughs> but all the all the top guys if i can say that mm -hmm. didn't like it very much at all i think it was too hard and and not very not completely flowy and it was hard to get your groove on and it has got so many different surfaces it wasn't a popular track and then the other thing i'm going to touch on is the fact explaining why rc2 is so important now obviously rc2 is important because it's kind of the club racing level but also to to be honest about it is a financial side to it as well and so you need rc2 to grow to help pay for and we're completely honest and pro drivers could be honest as well and say their wages are paid by hobby drivers and club racers. So we need RC2 at RCGP, A, to show that we are adding more drivers and to welcome them so that they can go to the setup clinics and stuff. But B, obviously they pay and that helps fund the series. But the brutal truth is, I think there was something like 24 RC2 drivers in Austria. It was a disaster. It was an absolute disaster for RC2. And so RC2, we didn't do a very good job of selling it. So RC2 is going to start its story where, like any story, you know, it's a great idea. And in the middle, there's some struggles. And then towards the end, there's a kind of resolution. And that's obviously in USA. So the, the RC2 yes. story arc is going to start in the next show as well. And not only that, the RC2 in America provided some of the most exciting racing of the year. I mean, that yeah. last chance qualifier, yeah, um, 
with Aaron Dexter, Little Bump, and Colin Herzig, and and that was so exciting. And then the main was great. And those guys went at it, man. They took it serious, and I, and I enjoyed that, and I look forward to that. Um, one more thing about the the series, uh, the the ep- doc- episode one, sorry. Yeah. Brain part right there. At the end, when you mentioned Scotty and CEO. Yeah. Um, did you, when that happened, because I remember when that happened, when I saw that, well, my heart was just like, I was like, damn it. <laughs> you know, I remember that. I remember the feeling that I had when I saw that. Did you really think it was over when that happened? I don't know. Honestly, honestly, I don't know. I mean, I, I was, it it was just a perfect storm of, like, cause, because Scotty is kind of the antidote to JQ, which may be one of the reasons they would want him there is because he's super popular. And, they, and, and during, towards the end of the event, there was a little bit of word spoken between Scotty because JQ kind of did a post at the end, which was all the drivers, and he kind of put something like, screw you haters, we made it. Or some some kind of thing like that, which which kind of was not to Scotty's liking. Because, and not to my liking either, really, because not screw you haters. We want the haters to join us at the next round. It was a bit kind of vindictive and it made him uncomfortable and he mentioned it. And I said to JQ, Scotty makes his living by kind of not it's not as simplistic as scotty makes his living in rc through people liking him but being popular is so important to what he does he's a family-friendly entertainer and he brings the action to the track especially to people that don't know what's going on they can hear his voice and go okay this bit's exciting i'll try and figure it out and he, he that's a very important job whereas jake you makes his money by winding people up completely the opposite way so i I was i was really disappointed that scotty was kind of out was my understanding that we would have he we would work with him again in america but obviously that wasn't to be um so that happened and it was kind of ugly the way it came out but he was completely within his rights to do the post of course and and i'm not saying he was wrong to do that post if the series sold itself or part of the series had credibility because Scotty was there and then Scotty's not there now. Fair enough. He's going to tell people I'm not there now. So, you know, that's not there anymore because I'm not involved and he wanted people to know he didn't want to go out quietly. He wanted people to know, and that's his prerogative. I wouldn't contradict that at all. What I wanted to shed light on was the fact that they did have an impact. So if anything, that goes, it's more credit to Scotty that it had an impact. And then for Edward, wasn't just that Edward was not happy with uh, how he was, how he got on with JQ. It was more that he was advising, or kind of said future future events beware, you know, uh, future or future um, other brands. Just beware of working with RCGP. You you got to be careful about working with them. He said that, and that I felt was quite damaging, but it turns out no one took it seriously. And which is a good thing. And also, when I asked David about it in Austria, he said, well, let's judge us on the next three rounds. You know, if if the organizer of Austria says the same, don't work with these guys. If the organizer in Italy, if the track in America, if they all say don't work with these guys, then then, then CEO was right. Edward was right. But 
as it turned out, he wasn't right. Um, the truck in Austria, the, the uh, Wendler brothers, as they're called, uh, are desperate to host RCGP again. So um, there was a one-off. It was a it was a bad situation that was created in a perfect storm. So yeah, I don't know if I thought it was over or not really, but in mm -hmm. a sense, that was a bit of poetic license, a bit of drama for the uh, yeah. for the show. Of course, of course, it was definitely dramatic. Oh, it was stressful for me, um, <laughs> and I wasn't even there, but just reading all the stuff, and I was like, man, this is not good, but. As I've learned with JQ, and I don't like it, and I'm glad he's off Facebook. Uh, if they're talking <laughs> about you, it, all publicity is good publicity. publicity. But um, it meant, I mean, it, it, it moved on. We moved on, and, and it was good. And it, it accumulated with the, with the USA ROM being probably the best. Yeah. And, yeah. Well, you uh, see, there's two I, ways of looking at it. It was the best. From my point of view, it was the worst because it had the least drama. There's some, there's some good racing drama in there which is all good. It's all good, but there wasn't like standout super drama. So that episode, I don't know what's happening with that one yet, but, um, well, we can talk about how, and how Andrew wanted to bury JQ and make a new jump at, uh, Thunder Alley, because I thought that was gonna, um, Andrew's a nice guy and he, he you know, you know, JQ him and he wants it this way. And in the end it worked out to the best, yeah. to be honest. And, um, so, I just, you know, 2021, it's coming up. It's not long. It's where it's, where it's, it's August. We're five months away from the end of the year. 2021, I kind of know what's going on. Um, I'm excited for it. What can we expect on you guys, on you guys' side to be different? Uh, what, what type of ideas? I know you probably can't say anything mm. too much, but what is, do you have any different ideas? Do you have a different plan of attack going into the 2021 season? Um... I, I'm going to put more effort. Well, let's see how Driven goes. But I think the idea is to put more effort and more resources into Driven, because if that's if that does better at getting fresh eyes, maybe what we do is we focus on Driven, which comes out after the events. Because what we're trying to do during the live stream is make it kind of make it for new people, but kind of make it the more you make it for new people and dumb it down on a live stream, the the more frustrating it can be sometimes to the super fans. And the super fans, they really want to, the, the racing people, they want to see every round of RC2. They want to see every round of practice. They want to see everything that happens. And we were kind of torn. Do we just show the best bits on the live streams or do we show everything? And we kind of did a bit of both. So I think there'll be a more clear decision on, okay, live streaming, Let's make it perfect for the fans. Let's make it perfect for the people that know what's happening. Let's show exactly what they want. And then after the event, let's make that perfect for the new people in, in terms of Driven. So maybe that means I'll be doing more camera in the face and less talking on the live stream. But, I, you know, I don't know. And the other thing I want to see, I want to see at least one more. We were really lucky to work with Mukoff uh, in round one. We need to see more non-RC brands. That's the, the the number one thing I want to see. I want to see, you know, I want to see a non-RC brand because I think for RC events, that's the holy grail where you go, we reached outside RC and got someone in. That's what we need. Well, we need products like Driven to to attract that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Not not nerds in the field going around and, and everybody wearing black hoodies with 
exactly. companies that nobody knows about. Exactly. And looking like a satanic cult. <laughs> um, okay. You guys have an event coming up here shortly in August. I actually thought it was this weekend. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Coming, but going to hearts your first you you guys you haven't done any live streaming this year or did you get to 12 scale 12 just 12 scale in the netherlands um so yeah this is the second event of the year there's still a few events that might happen because mm -hmm. various countries have got nationals happening so there may be obviously we're doing a national for the uk and then maybe there'll be a few nationals in other european countries so yeah uh i mean it's been a super quiet year but it's going to be great just to i like i like the the difference of rc racing where you can just have nick on all day long just minimized on youtube and every now and again you hear either he'll say some complete nonsense um or you'll just hear him screaming words that you can't quite interpret what they mean then you know it's exciting <laughs> racing or when it's in the boring moments he's just offending people and saying weird stuff either way <laughs> i love it he, I think one of my favorite all-time nicknaming quotes is, they're like scalded cockroaches. I just absolutely love that. <laughs> and then when I was work, when I was up there with him, I'm nervous. Like, I'm quiet. Like, his quiet. He's like, sometimes, Keenan, we just have to be quiet. It's the art of not saying anything and letting the race for, come for, uh, come to come to us. And he was schooling me on how to do it while the race is going on. And I definitely enjoyed it. I was nervous. I'm a little bit more confident now. Um, yeah, you man. know, but I get, yeah. I, I enjoyed it and I, I look forward to, uh, I can't wait for 2021. I can't wait for you guys to get back live streaming. And uh, once again, congratulations Thanks, on man. driven and all the hard work that you guys done. Uh, and I absolutely look forward to episode two. Um, I, I want to ask you something. If, if you're a manufacturer, maybe this is a hard question for you to answer, but if you as a manufacturer and you're on the cusp of joining RCGP, what would you say to them to, to just push them over the, you know, just nudge them onto your side of the fence? I would just say, be part of the story. I think, I think, you know, this is the one event, you know, you can go to all the other events and you'll make the headlines to an existing pool of customers. If, you make the podium, you'll get in a photo with a dolly bird stood next to you. You'll get that at all the current events you go to. This, you'll get to see, you'll get to actually, you know, all those, the drivers you're paying for to travel around the world, you'll get guaranteed value, like whether you win or not. Like this, like HB had it, like my point, they, they had a disastrous Philippines and still they saw the value in it because their drivers, you know, will get more followers the more they the more we tell their story and the more they show that they're humans and once they get followers they can then start to tell people about how to set up their um their shocks and their diffs and 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 how of buy our new body or try this try that that's how you get people in on a deeper level than just so and so made it on the podium with a lot of development parts that aren't even available for sure man I, I I hope some more companies come on board. I like to see some more. I really want to see some. And a lot of the Americans, I get it. They want to see more Americans racing. Yeah, I do. I do too. Yeah. Um. So hopefully they come on board. And I think it it still surprises me that people still don't know about what's going on with RCGP and Driven. And some people just stumbled onto the video. And 
I would say if if you enjoyed to anybody that enjoyed the driven documentary, please, and you you have a company that probably isn't involved in it, I would ask that company why they aren't involved in it. Yeah. And and I would also share and 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 make you know the more people share this and talk about it and hashtag us, hashtag I keep saying us, <laughs> but um yeah of course I'm involved in it at some point, but keep hashtagging RCGP and whatnot. It, it all helps, man. I, I know it's appreciative and, you know, we, we can all be a part of doing big things in RC and we all have to do our little bit of a, a little part. And if it's just sharing it, if you don't like it, that's fine. That's cool. I mean, everybody has their opinions, but if you don't like, and I like to say this, if you don't like JQ, that's fine too, but don't hate on the whole series because of him. Yeah. You know please, what I mean? Please, please see from episode one that, this is this is not the church of JQ. I'm, mm -hmm. you know, it, it really isn't. And and we, you can be part of this series, and have your voice heard. Because if you want to be part of this series, and say bad things about JQ on my camera, you can be sure it's going to be included. So if you you know if you've got a problem with JQ, you want to publicize what you think, get involved because I yeah. will make sure you're involved and that we hear what you've got to say. For sure. Well, Matt, I look forward to Hearts at the end of the week, end of the end of the month. Cool, cool. Uh, yeah. Weekend of the the last weekend of August, I believe it is. Yep. Tell Nick I said what's up. Tell everybody I said hello. And um, I can't wait for 2021. I can't wait for the next few episodes. And thank you for all the work that you've done, all the work the Control and RC Racing TV have done. Because without you guys, none of this was possible. It's not easy trapsing trap traipsing around the world to different countries, filming rc stuff yeah, and it's fun miss, it's not easy i miss it a little bit i don't miss it a lot after this year i don't miss it a lot but i miss it a little bit <laughs> yeah i you know it's like me i was kind of getting a little burnt out on big races but now i haven't been for a while i'm ready to get to a race yeah let's so. do it <laughs> cool well thank you man you enjoy the rest of your day thanks, and uh, i look forward to what's coming up cool man thanks a lot it's that time for the RC Gypsy Tales, brought to you by Rob's Oil. Rob's Oil is the proud sponsor of the new RC Gypsy Tales, where we talk about RC travels or anything that's happened in RC. It will happen to, that we've experienced or heard, or maybe we'll have special guests on. This is the part of the podcast that we will talk about this. So thank you to Rob's Oil for sponsoring this part of the podcast. If you guys want to go to www.robsoil.com, you know why we use robs.oil.com, Joseph? Because he's also going to be providing oil for the JQ, the janky JQ racing van when you get back to California here, whenever you get back to California. If you can come back to America. If not, I'll have to go pick it up and drive it somewhere. Um, but yes, Rob's Oil is your one-stop shop for all of your AMPS oil products. You just simply go onto robsoil.com. Order all of your Amsoil products and they will be delivered to your house. Why Amsoil, do you say? Well, Amsoil, oops. Why Amsoil, might you ask? Because Amsoil makes top quality synthetic lubricants for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, four-wheeler, snowmobile, lawnmower, and anything else with an engine. Amsoil lubricants are designed to help your equipment run at peak efficiency and last longer. Join the millions of proud Amsoil users to experience the difference.
Amsoil products are formulated, blended, and packaged in the USA, and they keep that janky JQ racing, racing van going. We're going to put another 300,000 miles on it, Joseph. What do you think? I think it can handle it easily. Yeah, I do too. And now we got a new seat in there for me and all that type of stuff. It's perfect. So, Actually, you, you aren't allowed to drive anymore. I'm losing weight, dude. I'm losing we weight. We can't afford you to know? replace the seats every time you've driven it. Oh, shut up. Shut up. Shut up, you wanker. Um, I've never had to replace a seat, actually. You know, well, you didn't have to replace a seat. Degani yes, I did. Or... The first time the first time after your cross-country trip, when I got in the car and went to, went to drive, I fell in the door seat pocket. <laughs> like, what the? This What happened? Like, it didn't <laughs> used to be like this. I didn't used to have a problem of falling into the door when I was driving. Because <laughs> well, you, you know what, blew just... the seat out completely. Well, where are you going to go to order your oil for the for the janky JQV racing van? Tell the people where you're going to order it from. Uh, Rob's Oil. www.robsoil.com. He's a support of the podcast. I thought I got podcast. that correct. Check him out. Order some products because Rob loves the podcast and he's an RC dude. So help him out. So last week we finally finished up my whole DNC 2018 traveling across America. Now it's your turn to tell a story, Joseph. And you've told me little bits and pieces of this story, as only JQ does, you know. But I want you to tell me about this time you had to go all gangster and get some money from one of your deals. Back in my gangster days. Yeah, like I, yeah, you know. Uh, we won't say names. We won't say countries. But uh, okay, this yeah, is let's not throw anyone under the under the bus. That's no, we won't because epic this story is, from this is like a decade ago, I think now, so it's safe to tell. <laughs> yeah, the the statute, the statute, uh, the limit of what is it? The statute is a limitation or whatever is the limit of statute. Whatever has worn out on this. The statue of liberty. Yeah, <laughs> the statue of liberty. <laughs> anyway, so I had. Um, I had this happened. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, sorry. We weren't going to tell say countries anyway. So I had a distributor who I had two distributors and they were working together. So they placed their orders together and then the items would ship from China and they'd sort of save on fees and stuff by, you know, shipping and importing and all that by working together unique situation in RC where two companies actually would work together. <laughs> I know, crazy, but it happened. But <laughs> bear with me. What happened was the distributors, they would pay me in one go. So the other guy would pay the other guy. And then that guy would pay me for both of their orders. Well, then this this one time, they placed a really big order. So the first guy pays the second guy. Then the second guy is supposed to pay me and he didn't. Or was, was it the case where he only paid his own part of the order or something like that? So anyway, so then I hadn't be, been paid. So I can't ship the, that first guy's order because I haven't been paid. And well, we try and you find out what's going on and this just drags on and on and on and on and then it's a, it's such a crazy situation like we're talking 
I want to, I wouldn't say it's about $15,000. How long was he, was he yanking your arm, yanking your chain? I, I think a few months. Okay. I think it was about $15,000. So a good amount of money. You, you don't want to lose $15,000 just like that. Thank you. I don't want to lose fifteen dollars, Joseph. Let alone fifteen thousand. I mean, it's pretty good amount of money. And months go by and nothing's happening, and it's this weird situation where it's like, first, first of all, I had to verify, like, well, did you actually, like, who is lying here? Who is telling the truth? Did the first guy actually pay the other guy? Okay, actually, the other guy actually got the money. Okay, so he's the bad guy. He's not paying me. So he received money, he's not paying. Now figure all this out. Okay, so what do we do? What do we do? And then we just decide, look. Was he ignoring you? Was he was he just bullshitting you? Or was first, he ignoring you? Was just bullshitting and then ignoring. So I think once that ignoring stage came about, then we're like, well, we have to do something. Come on, this is ridiculous. So we decided that we're going to pay him a visit. So just and, just for clarification, we're not going to name countries, but you was we'll say continents. You was home in Finland. Yeah, I, I was home in Finland, and uh, I decided with the distributor who had lost the money that we would go and pay this guy a visit. And the reason was that that we were fairly confident that they would be able to return the money. The reason was that we had heard from reliable sources that the wife of this guy actually has money. So we were under the impression that the guy is running his business and it's possible that he doesn't have money and he can't pay, but his wife has money and can pay. And maybe there's some issue where he doesn't want to borrow money or tell his wife about the situation or the wife tells him to piss off and take care of your own shit but we didn't really care about that what the only thing we cared about is we had this information that the money is actually there if we go there and confront them there's a chance we could get the money like there is actually money we we know this so so they they can't get away with just saying we can't pay you we don't we can't pay you or even if we can't get paid they have a hobby shop like let's just Take stuff for the same value. Just go in there and take stuff. Yeah, just like we can figure figure something out when we get there. But like, let's just go. We have to deal with this now. So, well, they wanted me to go also. So I'm like, okay. So I I also went. So we go. We I had to fly there, <laughs> right? So they were close enough that they could drive. So I flew there to pick me up. So then we if this was in the evening, like early evening. And then we were thinking like, okay, so we, we basically have like two days here and we don't know if the guy is going to be there or not. Like, are we going to see this guy? What do we do? So we're discussing like, should we go there tonight? Because if we go there now, then what are we going to do? Like the banks aren't open. We can't do anything now. And then if we let them out of our sight, then they're not, we're not going to find them anymore. Like. They'll just disappear. Hold on, for a rewind while. a bit. Rewind a bit. Did you like sneak up on them, or did you like spy on no, their shop? This is when we just arrived, so we are trying to decide what to okay. do. 
because it's too late the banks will be closed so if we if we see them now then what are we going to do like they know we're there and then they'll just not show up the next day so so do we just wait until the next day and then we know the banks are open and then in that moment be like look now we go let's go let's go get the money what are we going to do so and then like let's just we were like we hadn't decided what to do and we're like let's just swing by the shop and see like if if it's open even like is there hope so we we're, we're pretty close to the shop and we're <laughs> we're at traffic lights so it was me the distributor and his two sons his two adult sons so there was four of us in the car and we're just sitting at the traffic lights and and still like talking and thinking like what to do and then we're like what if what if we don't even see them at all that would suck like coming all this way and then there's no and then oh my god he walked <laughs> him and his wife they just crossed the street in front of us and we just look at each other like what are we going to do what are we going to do and then we just decided look we might not get another chance since we we have them for sure now let's just get them now so, so we just got out of the car, ran up to them and said, hey, what's up? How are you doing? <laughs> and they were like in shock to see us. I'm sure it was. Was it that was it that kind of an exchange or did the other guys, were they mad? No, at this point, they weren't really mad. So then we just said, look, let's go. Let's go to your hobby shop and, and sit down and talk a bit. So we went there and uh, well... They did most of the talking. I was just, you know, I. It was mean mugging them. You was getting them the gangsters. No, there. I was just, I was, I was just there. Let's put it that way. <laughs> but no violence, nothing like just talking at this stage. And then uh, a decision was basically made that look, that we aren't going anywhere, and neither are you until we get the money. And eventually, it got to the point where okay, so they have the money and they can get it from the bank and the bank is opening the next day. So then we were just like, right, well, that's it. And then we'll just sit here until the next day. So we literally spent the entire night in the hobby shop, just waiting for the bank to open the next day because we couldn't let them out of our sights, like no phone calls, nothing like they can't contact anyone. They can't go anywhere. They can't do anything. Just sit here until the bank opens and go in the bank, get the money that they owe and pay the money back. Plus the travel fee expenses. <laughs> and so it was like, when we were there, it was like some movie, like a mafia movie or something like, here's this like husband and wife sitting down and like four other dudes just guarding them. <laughs> It was oh my ridiculous. God. It, it oh, was wow. so, it was, I don't know. Like my mind was blown. Like I just flew over here to another country to pick up $15,000 that was owed, like collecting a debt. <laughs> Wait, so... What were they saying? What were they saying while you was, um, it was, the, I, I just remember that whole night in this kind of denial and bullshit and this and that. And then when they, sense that like this situation isn't gonna go away then it just well and just accepted so that they would pay it so and this was like five o'clock in the evening or something five six in the evening so 
Yeah, it was uh, like what, 14-hour wait or something in the hobby shop just for the banks to open. And then they went to the bank, like the the owner owner of the company that had done the payment and then the wife and went to the bank and they got the money. And they came back to the shop and then we left. Did you ever... Now, are they still in business now or did they get out of the hobby or what happened here? The company that... Mm, who was owed the money and we went to pick up the money. Yes, they were still in business. The other company, I haven't heard anything from them. So I don't think they are. And I haven't seen them really in RC either. So I don't know what they're doing, to be honest. But it was just such a crazy situation to be in. Wow. Have you ever heard any other type of stories like that happening? That's pretty gangster, man. That's like, that's like something that I used to hear about like guys were doing a team like when we was teens and people just own money for, for drugs and stuff like that. Like go in there and just take stuff. Yeah. Wow. Joseph, I didn't know you had that in you, but $15,000 is a lot of money. Yeah. I'm not going to admit to taking any stuff. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> incriminating anyone. We just got the yeah. money. That was, uh, but I mean, that's, that's interest, man. That's interest. Um, it's amazing that you even have to do these type of things, but you know, there's a lot of things that have happened in, in, in different stories and people, I mean, look at, um, Oh, when Ashton went to, uh, Oh, what company did he, uh, Oh gosh. What company did he go to? And oh, Cedar. yeah. Yeah. And then, then they, they sent him all these parts and cash and then they never heard from him again. Yeah. Crazy things have happened in RC, man. And it's a little, it was like the wild west. It's a little more tame now, I would say. But, um, yeah, like the whole GRP situation and the factory burned down, but they've just moved the machines they wanted to another place. And like, really? yeah, like some sketchy things. I don't, I don't know if anyone really knows the truth that what really happened. So, well, That's other insane. than them, obviously. So. Wow. That's pretty insane. That's pretty insane. I had heard it, but I never really, you just, it's pretty cool. So what did you guys do after you got the money? Just after we got the money. Oh yeah. There was actually another guy. I forgot. We were actually five people. Um, then we went, well, we still had, because it happened so fast, we still had an extra sort of night and day there. So then we went somewhere and figured out all the money and payments and like uh, we figured all that out. And uh, so I could ship the order to them and yeah, we just hung out then, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you was balling then, you had money, making it <laughs> rain and well, oh, I almost said we're, I got to go back and bleep that out. I almost said the country. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Wow, that's crazy. Looking back on that and um, that's insane that you had to do that. But hey, man. That whole, well, there's there's some stories coming out from that area anyway that I've heard and uh, people told me about. So you never know, man. It's like RC is is a is is was the wild west, and people were probably in there just trying to do things and get rich quick, or trying to clean money or something like that. You never know what people were doing back in the day. I think it's a little bit different now, but pretty interesting stuff. JQ the gangster. Like Fat Joe the Gangster. Yeah, if you need any uh, debt no. collect 
that connection. No, no, no. Yeah, me and Lefty, we can handle it. No, those days. I'm allowed you money. We'll, we'll get it for you. Oh, dude, we're going to jail. We're going to jail. Yeah, so that was always a story I wanted you to tell. Um, but we still, that's because I think it's just crazy. I think people would never even believe that that happened. I didn't believe it when you told me. It's like, not you, Joseph. Like, yeah, man, I think so. Dude, I, you know how stubborn I am, right? Uh-huh. There was no way we were going to leave there without the money. That's for sure. What did you do all night? Uh, you know what? Honestly, I would have to. I, I can't remember. Hold on. You can't remember what you've done all night while you waited for somebody to get you $15,000 out of the bank the next day? <laughs> yeah, I honestly don't remember. I don't even remember, like, how, what, how did we get food? Like, what did we eat? Did some someone go and get food or something? I don't know. I honestly, I cannot remember. I, my memory is really bad. I know. Well, your memory is really bad for things that you, that you... I don't know how you could forget this, but anyway, um, such is life. Gangster Q, Joey Q, pulled up and went down and got his money. <laughs> oh, wow. Crazy story. So next week, I think we're going to start telling the uh, FBI story. <laughs> FBI story next week? Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. I was stressed, so stressed out when that happened, and then I just laughed afterwards. That's going to be one fucking story. Oh, wow. Yeah. Tinder man right here. <laughs> Tinder man. Oh, Jesus Christ. Like, everybody knows it. We just got to tell your side. No, they, no, they don't. Everyone, everybody doesn't know. A lot of people know. Everybody don't. But it's, Man, it's everybody true. knows because people that you don't even know know. And that's just a shirt. I got a shirt that says baby carrot on it. And they know what it means. Yeah, but everyone doesn't. That's what I'm oh, yes, they do, Joseph. Don't be like everyone. They just ain't saying it to your face, but they don't no, know the whole story. You're wrong. Okay, Tinder man. Tinder man. We got Tinder man right here. All right. RC Gypsy Tales. That was funny. We gotta get who can we gotta get someone come on and tell a funny story too. We gotta get the Ghani on her. Tell one of his crazy stories. Oh no, maybe not. Red would tell us. Maybe say something Adam, Adam Lewis. Well, we get Adam back on her. And Ned Flanders, his buddy. Yeah. Cool. But that was pretty gangster. And I wanna know I wanna know more about South South uh South Africa when you went too. Sounds like you had a good time down there. But thank you to Rob's Oil for bringing you the RC Gypsy Tales. We greatly appreciate that. Um we like telling these stories and um I hope you guys enjoy them too. So go check out www.robsoil.com. Show him some love, and that in turn shows the NNRC some love. So, all right. Cool, man. Um, yeah. Rant? No rant? Do you have a rant? Did you think of a rant? Maybe it's telling the stories, or we're just not going to do a rant this week? What would be a good rant? I don't know. We need. You know what? I think it's time we had a, view, a listener rant. So What's this that? is what we're going to do. This is what we're going to do for next week's episode. And you have to get this to us by next Wednesday. Yeah, yeah, but that doesn't solve our problem for this week. though. All right. But I'm just making, I want to do something. I want whoever it is, they can send a message via Instagram to the no name RC podcast or to the Facebook. And 
give us a rant. You can be anonymous if you want your name known. You can do that too. But send us a rant. Give us some details, and we're gonna rant about it. Next week is all about the NNRC listener rant. Cool. So, what's the rant this week? Um, I don't have one. Really, I don't. I don't have one. You kind of ranted a little bit in the beginning, so yeah, probably should have saved that for the for the for the for this part. Dummy. Surely, there's uh, something we can rant about. All right, yeah, I couldn't think of a rant this week, uh, but we look forward to the viewer rant. Whoever wins the viewer rant next week, so send it to us. Remember, uh, send us a private message. You can, sh- or you can shoot me an email at the no name rcpc at uh, um, at gmail.com, the no name rcpc at gmail.com, or send it to me on Instagram, Twitter. I don't track Twitter much, or Facebook, and we'll rant about it next week. Joseph, what have you got planned this week? Uh, you're going to. You said you're going to Vasa tomorrow for the day. Yeah, I have some things to test, and then weekend, nothing special. And then next week, going to Latvia, MXGP. Latvia. You went last year, I remember. And yeah. um, you still have your JQ Threads guy, right? Uh, yeah, he's still he's on Ice One, Kimi Raikkonen's team still. Kimi Raikkonen. Kimi Raikkonen. MXGP Mm -hmm. continues. Yeah. They had two races, I think, and then Corona break, and now they continue. So they have three races in a week. The weekend, then Tuesday, Wednesday, and then the following weekend. Is this the first race back since COVID? Yeah. So I'll go for the Tuesday, Wednesday one. Okay. So you're going to get two races for... No, it's one day a different class, like support class. You know what I'm going to tell you? Get me a voice note. From somebody i can't because they don't oh, allow fuck. pit access due to coronavirus oh yeah that sucks oh man can we just get this COVID crap over with please thank you um but yeah enjoy that have fun um nothing much on my end just gonna be busy here hopefully we get a good rant for next week <clears throat> i think i have something planned for patreon Oh, yeah, but you won't be able to do the call-ins next week because you don't get back to Wednesday. Yeah, it depends on when you do them. Yeah, well, you, you're like, see, you're opposite. I get up early, you stay up late. I go sleep early, you go sleep late. I get up early. It's weird. So maybe we'll do it. We'll see what happens, but we have to. So <clears throat> call-ins next week, the hotline. Um, thank you to everybody that tunes in. Oh, please. Share the RCGP-driven video. Share it to all your groups. You know what? I said it with Matt. If your company isn't represented in that, in that, uh, an RCGP, like, I want to see more Americans racing. I want to see Mayfield and these guys race. Then you should ask your company, are they going to support it? Because you want to see them in there. If you like what RCGP does and you want to see your favorite drivers in there, then ask them why they ain't there and try to make some noise. That's the only way we can change things. And um, I think it's on a, on a good route with that anyway. And uh, 2021 is going to be awesome from what I can see and from what I've been seeing. So should be good. I just Thank hope you, Joseph, that there's not going to be any COVID-19 shutdowns or COVID-20. Yeah. Maybe. maybe it evolves, mutates in the next few months. 
Yeah, everything is up in limbo right now. Life is in limbo, I would say. So we we can only hope, hope and and, and you know that this happens and everything goes back to somewhat normalcy. So thank you to all of the No Name RC podcast listeners around the world. I greatly appreciate you guys' support. We can't do this without you. Thank you to all our patrons on Patreon. Uh, can't do this without you guys to help keep these bills paid. Good luck to everybody that's racing this weekend. Have fun. Send it with responsibility or not. And um, thank you to all the awesome companies that support us who are RCMX, Techno RC, JQ Racing, Beach RC, Papa Willie's Traction Tonic, Manscaped.com. Don't forget to go check them out and get yourself a bowl trimmer. Rob's Oil, check out Rob's Oil. Get yourself some Amazon products. JQ Threads, get your JQ Threads because you know what? In JQ Threads, not only do they... Is it a clothing company, but it provides opportunities. Check out Wally. Help him out. He supports the podcast. Let's help him out. Go buy a Wally Builds hat. I need to get one myself. And um, yeah, share and like this podcast. Blow us up. We're trying to get bigger here. We're trying to grow our Facebook presence. We're trying to grow our IG. I'm posting a lot more to IG nowadays. So I appreciate all the support, man. And Joseph, you have fun this weekend in Vasa and then at Latvia. And uh yeah, we should be good. You should get some good pictures. I know motocross is your thing. You're going to be all into that and having a lot of fun. And um, I'll talk to you next week, Joseph. Okay. See ya. Remember, guys, nitro is the glory, but e-buggy pays the bills. If you ain't grinding, <clears throat> excuse me, had a frog in my throat. If you ain't grinding, you're sliding. And remember, send it with responsibility or not. And hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. Lefty out. Thank you for listening to the No Name RC Podcast. We greatly appreciate all the support and love from you, the listeners. Without all of you, none of this is possible. Special thanks to our patrons on Patreon. If you wish to support the podcast further, you can at patreon.com forward slash NNRC podcast. As a patron, you will receive early releases, special content, and patron-only giveaways. Also, please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and our website, www.nnrcpodcast.com. Remember, Nitro is the glory, but e-buggy pays the bills. If you aren't having fun, it doesn't make sense. And if you ain't grinding, you're sliding lefty out. Nitro is the glory, Nitro is the glory, Nitro is the glory.